0: Well, we're back. All right, okay. and uh, another episode. And we're uh, we're standing we're sitting in front of. We've just had back to back fucking stunners as well. We the have two most handsome dudes in the world back to back on the podcast, and uh, it's kind of putting us to shame. Over These here man's the rolling side. up in a goddamn suit. I know this motherfucker <laughs> is in a suit. Uh, a massive welcome. Thanks thank for coming you. on, no, Stephen Legerski. Thank Ligursky.
1: you for me. Thank you for chasing me
0: down the last yeah. couple of months. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, all, so we uh, we've had to rebook you yeah. because you tell us um, first and foremost what what you did to your neck and back. Oh, to I'd stop have. I have no
1: idea. I just was walking around like a robot for a few minutes there and it was just uh, in a bit of pain. I was struggling to get in and out of bed and that sort of stuff and just struggling to function as a, as a normal human being. So I think my whole body just seized up and I think sitting like this for any more longer than 20 minutes would put it, probably put me in a bit of pain. And, yeah.
0: But did you say, yeah. I think when you were calling me, you said that you already had hurt, your, your back was sore, oh. then you did something to fuck your neck yeah. up and that uh, ended up being worse? Was, yeah, yeah, it was a double I,
1: doozy. Yeah, it was like, a, I was like I don't know, I just woke up one day my entire neck was just so stiff and I was like, oh, this is crap, whatever, and I just... Keep going, keep going People are like I'll oh, go see the doctor You know Get some painkillers All that a Typical male thing Nah just, just power through it And it just like Gradually got worse And I think I just was trying to Move something at work And I remember just Pinching my back And going, Here we go Like yeah no rose, And I was walking around Like an even older robot oh, like, You no know Started shit. a really just a Dusty robot Full this decomposed spec yeah. And uh yeah, it's just a, it was a crap two weeks. It's finally only just starting to get better, to be honest. My back's a lot better, but my neck is just still a bit stiff. You know, looking that way is a bit crap, but you know, looking that way is pretty good. So <laughs> <laughs> my, my blind spot, I'm just pulling out in traffic, hoping yeah, for the best. So.
0: <laughs> not turning that neck at all. Use no, that mirror. Yeah. Use that mirror. yeah. Um, well, it's good to have you, on man. We've uh, again another another mate of mine for many years. We were um, you're obviously in a suit, and as I mentioned before, we got on air. You're uh, the man that I met as a fucking teenager was a bit of a fucking loose cannon. So you've, you've come a long way. Well from that but but, um
1: i think everyone it starts off that way don't we yeah well that's right i
0: was a fucking idiot as well (laughs) i think about myself um back in those days but um how was um you know obviously one thing i as much as i know a lot of people from there um but i was a para boy um what was fucking Parafield gardens like as a fucking high school oh
1: man that's um to throwback, I can't even really remember. I just remember just being pretty cruisy. Um, didn't even try to get some of the schoolwork done, just hang out with mates all day. You know, kind of got yep. paid from school allowance to be there, but you know, I tried to try to produce a B and A here, and there on the old report card and yeah, at least attend ten half the year. Yeah, yeah exactly yeah, yeah. right. So, um yeah, no, it's, it's not a bad school. I hear there's really good things in engineering programs and that sort of stuff there now, which is, would, would have been a lot better if Mate, back then. Back the you night, know, yeah, yeah. Yeah. they've definitely upgraded, but uh, yeah, I just. I guess your atypical school There's a bit of thuggery and your know, atypical stuff. A couple of, you know altercations here yeah. and there. A <laughs> no, <not old. laughs> <Old. laughs> the couple <laughs> of nothing, old- nothing over the top, really.
0: Is now the... we're gonna get into your uh, your, your illustrious fighting career. Oh yeah. You you started something early though. You cause you were all like I remember people taught there were some motherfuckers that were scared of you back in the day, oh, right? So, so you hope you not. had some prowess of something. <laughs> Even in high school, right? Is that
1: correct? I think, I don't know. I think it's just the whole mentality of being, I guess, a cool kid or some shit like that. I have no idea. I have no idea. I just thought, yeah, I'm I'm kind of big and just wanted to lift weights and that'll do and if anyone kind of wanted to, fuck around a little bit. You
0: train anything when you were really
1: young? Um, I started when I was young and then I actually got taken out. This is back actually the uh, Settlers Farm days. Yeah. Mum took me out because I was getting into fights at school and, and that sort of stuff. So she took me out when I was like six or seven years old, something stupid like that. Yeah. And then I think I started like back at like maybe 12 or 13 years old and was a little bit more just like, oh, I was just here for fitness. I was playing basketball and I really enjoyed basketball yeah. and we had a good team going and that sort of stuff. And I think like, you know, old friends like Fit On and Megan and Gene and, and i fuck, Sorry if I've forgotten. Josh Sanders, as an yeah, old name I haven't heard in a few man. minutes. some blast from the past. Um, so yeah, that was that was pretty cool. And I think once other teams sort of broke up, and I was just like lifting a lot of weights in between. I just had the old classic bench press in the in the carport, and can't go wrong with the the bench press just, in the carport. I, oh, I just think I just had test rustler and throwing through the veins, and I just yeah, got pretty dude. pretty beefy for a quick minute there, and. um I don't know, just, I think like after basketball and I got in back into kickboxing at about 18 or 19, I think I just started running everywhere and just became like a bit of Forrest Gump action and just get up 5Ks every morning, got to the point where I was like running 10Ks every morning. and Yeah, right, just, every morning. It just enjoyed it. It was like this weird counteract to the old adhd and and just mm. you know, i'd get up typical scoop pre-workout you know back when the good you stuff was, was hey. really that back when that stuff actually worked yeah, and then exactly. I'd, I'd go for a run come home like yeah, all right cool off, off the work i go sort of thing and i think it was a few minutes there where i think i was unemployed for about two fights so i literally just concentrate on everything on just like training and fighting and being fit and and whatnot so yeah eventually uh, i had my first fight in i think it was um 2011. So was it, um, so was it
2: kickboxing? Ki-
1: uh, technically Muay Thai, uh, Thai. but At right. the early stages, they did modified, so like okay. elbows weren't allowed, but knees to the head were okay, and those yeah. sort of things. And and then as as I sort of progressed, I went to the full Thai, which is you know knees and elbows and the whole works. So the good stuff.
3: Which yeah. Is,
0: that's kind of always puzzled me because yeah. like, why elbows to be restricted and not knees when both are
1: just <laughs> as? I I would rather be elbowed than knee in the face. Yeah, I, fuck I it's honestly. I don't know I actually I don't know I think that just The control uh, aspect not over, working again? Um, I think the control aspect Over a knee to the head Was probably a lot harder Than elbowing somebody clear in the face Because yeah. if you got close enough You could just elbow them It's simple yeah. as that you got to yeah, be really close try. For an elbow to yeah. Really yeah you pretty much move. do Because yeah. uh, basically If you can elbow them There's pretty good chance They can either elbow you Or punch you in the face At the same time Or you could just walk Into a big knee Right yeah. in the sternum And that never really mm. Tickled much either too So that kind of Would put you on the ground Pretty quickly So I think your yeah. elbows Just put you in a position Where You just don't do them just in case and that sort of stuff. And you, when you're sort of training modified tie, you, you just didn't train elbows, so they didn't come naturally until later on anyway. It's yep. probably not a bad thing to have. I mean, if they're going to you know, teach elbows like strictly, then maybe bring in things like knee pads and elbow pads and yeah. just make it a little bit softer, especially for juniors and that sort of stuff. I guess near the end of that career, I started to sort of realise things that um, brain damage is a thing. Yeah. Um, so did you
2: ever get any kind of like concussion yeah, or anything yeah, like
1: that? No, absolutely. I probably got more concussions during the training stages than you would probably during the fights. I think during the fights, I think. I got like maybe two or three solid concussions um and uh, i guess when you're training a lot like you know at some point you train every single day you run every single morning and your body doesn't recover the quite the same way and um, things like, you know, like, you know, you can get a cop a good punch of the head, and surely enough, there's going to be things like inflammation, yeah. bleeds, those sort of things, and stuff that you're probably not aware of. And I, we, fortunately, the, the promoters like Ethan Shepard, uh, Nisa Fury, um, John Leandaris from the Jewel Master, like Times, um, they actually paid for our CT scans. Oh, but no you, shit. But you only have to do them every three years. I'm thinking, fuck, there's a lot that's of a brain damage of, yeah. Yeah. during yeah, the three years. Hell. And who actually goes and evaluates the different scans? I think I had over over eight or nine years of actually competitive competing, I think I only had like three or four scans. So I, I never even got to see them. So I can't even look at my brain and go, well, that's a fully 18 underdeveloped brain. And yeah. here's my 28-year-old brain. And I'm going, Where's <laughs> who's, you yeah. know, yeah. so yeah. Um, even things like, uh, I guess maybe I, I think the year after I stopped fighting, I started getting things like migraines. And I don't know if it's maybe just as I clicked to the late 20s, early 30s, yeah. migraines were just a thing. Um, my memory was used to be spot on and perfect. Now I can barely remember names and and faces. Always remember a face, but I can barely ever remember anyone's names, which is frustrating too. Yeah, but in your awkward.
2: in your field of work, you would probably come across a, a lot of names, so Huge it would be like that's, that's oh, where it would be hard. You get an unless an inspection,
1: if the house is half decent, so you get sixty groups come through, and you kind of look at somebody like, oh. Good to see you again. Do you want to forget your name again, sort of thing? Yeah, we yeah. Try yeah. and get the number first, and not auto populate. Yeah. No, <laughs> no uh, uh, you didn't hear me say that. Um, but yeah, those, those sort of things. But it's always good. Like I always remember their faces and go, Oh, we met before? I remember you." That sort of thing. I remember almost remember where we met and those sort of things. But would always kind of just forget their names and and just certain other small things. Like my memory was yeah. getting like terrible in my thirties, which is which is weird because it was perfect in my early to mid twenties. Like I could just okay. remember anything. Yeah, yeah. Um, but as I hit thirty, it was just yeah. No, yeah, right. And
2: when was the last time you had a fight then?
1: I think 2018 yeah, I was going to say think. about 2018 Okay yeah, So like, yeah, It's about yeah. three years ago now And man. you didn't
2: get concussed in that fight
1: No No But I did get my first cut Oh okay. really? Out wow. of 15 fights One cut One cut That's oh, pretty shit. good hey, Not too bad That's alright no, no cauliflower No broken nose No split ribs good. Yeah
0: Happy days. Well, going back to the twenty (laughs) eleven thing and the the CTE stuff because I want to talk to you about that for a second. Um, But you think we weren't even talking about it really in twenty eleven? No. Um, And it's now something because I'm a massive UFC fan, and I I, so I listen to a lot of podcasts and stuff like that about it as well. And one of the big revolutions in the last probably two years is some of the best fighters not sparring at all. Correct. They do not spar because they've realised that, like you said. Concussions and the whatever, and the damage because you fight sometimes. And if you're a good fighter where you absorb fuck all strikes, and you're you know one of the best, like I'm thinking of Max Holloway as, as yep. someone who yep. has an insane output but has not really absorbed that many in a lot of his career. Um, and part of his thing is being like, I have a spine for my last like four fights, yep. So he just trains and best. fights, yeah, oh, just does it. all pad yeah, right. work, all yeah, bag sure. work, all yep. thing, and then just goes out and applies his craft and he's one of the best most proficient strikers in the history of the Correct. UFC yeah, right. yeah. and he hasn't sparred for fucking 3 years and so he's you know he's basically said that like you know the and trying to get other people on board with the idea that like you're absorbing you're shortening your career mm-hmm. yeah. because the problem is or you know, someone in the upper echelons where they always have the perfect training partner, mm-hmm. and the per and the, and they they you know they spar at the right level to yep. just get the work in. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. you look at anyone in the in the lower to mid tier, they get someone who's trying to prove themselves. Yeah. and They get KO'd in, by accident in a fucking sparring session. Yeah. yeah. The yeah. amount of the elite fighters that have have been KO'd in the week before a fight and then gone on to fight because they need that check because that's getting them through to their next fucking fight. Yeah. And they go into a fight with a fucking concussion. Yeah. And so they all they one. get is a fucking touch yeah. and they fucking yeah. drop. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's just happening by the by the hundred and they're, you know, layering on, like, yeah,
2: they're layering on top of each other and it's just going to get fucking worse it's and worse it's not healthy it's not yeah. and like
0: it is, so that, you know the way that it's been explained is that it is important to spar when you are young in your career because that's the only way that you do get you need to be able to learn how to take your yeah, hits and how to move in, in a fight Correct scenario
1: those sort of things absolutely 100% agree but once
0: you yeah. get to a level that some of these guys are at again, as soon as your career starts to get yeah. on a little bit you got to try and dial that shit yeah, back because yeah. you've only got I mean a, you know a fighter's lifespan is is one of the shortest it's in your sure. Any crucial. Sure. yeah, um, and yeah, you can make a lot of money in that time if you do well, but you can also fucking you know completely do damage yourself in the rest of your life. Absolutely. Do you
2: think you'd ever go back to doing doing it again, or you're um, you more
0: like,
1: do you still train at all? Oh, look, barely to be honest, and I think that's uh, um, probably one of my uh, biggest frustrations is I barely get the time to do yeah. much. At all And I used to really enjoy running And nowadays If I went and took um, You know A couple of metres up the road I'd probably pretty gassed In about half a kilometre And and hate myself And probably end up Just walking back So That dusty robot syndrome Big time Big time And I'm about 20 kilos heavier too Which doesn't doesn't help at all Especially on the knees Yeah Um, But no you're, You're right Like in the last Maybe four or five fights I reckon I did barely any sparring Uh, sometimes we'd go to a different gym and do some sparring and some of those guys would go extremely hard and some of those guys would barely you know barely even land a a shot on you and i just match their intensities if they wanted to go hard cool i I, you know they're giving it to me i'll i'll respect what they're doing um and the way they do it and happy to happy to you know just match that intensity and there are some guys that like oh like you know they're straight away like how hard do you want to go i'm like mate you want to go ten percent? You want to go ninety percent? I'm I'm flexible. I don't yeah. mind. Um, if you feel like you need to slow down in any way, shape, or form, just let me know. Just, yep. just if you if you want to go low, like you know, hard leg kicks, go for gold. Not a not a fuss with that. Like after years and years and stuff, you just get used to that sort of yeah, stuff. But yeah, yeah, on yeah. the head, I'm always like, look, just be a bit more respectful of the, of the head, especially um, if, if somebody looks like they, you know, took a good punch or whatever, even Back if it's it so you could just throw a jab and somebody kind of just steps into it. Yeah, and yeah. that can just, you know, be a little bit like, Oh, hold, hold on a second. Um, just need to you know, take two seconds. Take two seconds. Take a minute. Yeah. Take two minutes. Take three minutes. Take the night off. There's not. there's not worth the risk. It's, yeah. it's. honestly not. And um. And I don't mind. You know what they did. But personally, I. I reckon for about two or three fights near the end there. I just did no sparring. I just did quality pad work yeah. with a trainer who kept me on my toes. And um, it worked in my well. I think mean, if you watched any of my fights, you probably noticed that I'd probably had really good head movement or um, good footwork. Just didn't like being hit. Just yeah, not be there. Yeah. Why be there. Yeah, defensive fighter. Yeah, just very defensive encounter. Yeah, that yep. was just something. Yep. I had to hide. so it was easy for me to re-engage. Um, well, it's best to attack when your opponent's attacking, really, isn't it? Well, yeah, right. I mean, they leave yeah. themselves open, especially yeah. if they're trying to overreach. If they're shorter than me, then I just had this natural ability to just even even out strength on a leverage point of view, you know, yeah. you just wrap them up, do what you need to do, even though I hated doing that sort of stuff. You probably see some of the fights and go, okay, he's throwing a couple of elbows, but it's really just K1 the entire time. Yeah, okay. I copped a bit of backlash from that. And so, yeah, I just didn't like clinching, man. Everyone's all kind of sweaty oh, and hairy. Don't I'm, all yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm all it's, about look, striking. I'm all yeah. about striking. I like to put on... I'd rather... I'd rather lose a fight and be exciting than just end up being a bit of a clinch war and yep. kind of wasting 10 minutes of people and like, hey guys, we're really amping up to see this fight but you guys just clinch for 10 minutes. I don't know. I just find it yeah. like kind of like in UFC. As soon as it hits the ground, I respect it. I fully do. But i just probably go what guys exciting. And, yeah i mean yeah, when you're seeing yeah, exactly. two,
0: like two very high level elite like jiu-jitsu levels. practitioners Absolutely. but someone just like uh, an elite wrestler yeah. just wrestle fucking someone to win the round on points and end up yeah. winning the fight that's where it, you yeah. know it doesn't like, does Brock lose Lesnar, me like it he well.
1: i guess what to me was just one of those things that's really just put it off and wrestling is is one of his like specialties and he's exceptionally good at it but just Outweighing somebody, um, and you know them just saturating their strength levels to be able yeah. to just even, you know, toss you off. Yes, it obviously discredits their wrestling ability. However. It just becomes a boredom, and they're long rounds. Fifteen minutes is yeah. just your standard fight, and then twenty-five for the for the championship title. Yeah, that's so a long time. That's a long time. Yeah. Long time. I just, and
0: I can't fast forward on these pay-per-views. Yeah, it gets annoying. yeah, yeah. Um, and it's happening it? now with like this whole Dagestani, like the Russian yeah. uh, Dagestani <laughs> that are just insane. Their wrestling is yeah. so on a level above, you know, what even Olympic or anything yeah. that is. They're just. Oh, really?
2: Is, is wrestling kind of like the thing at the moment? Is it? Well, it is. It, they're they're you're really good this at particular, it. particular
0: this Particular, um, you know, school in, in Russia where they're just like they're just fucking animals, yeah. Right. And they're obviously a lot of them they end up you know getting it into a submission as well. But there are some of the fights where again it's just the person Take who they're fighting the against cannot yeah. stuff the takedown, yeah, yeah. and they'll yeah. just fucking wrestle fucking for, yeah, for 25 yeah. minutes. But I mean, look, it comes in waves again. Eventually, yep. someone will find a way to, to really counter that and it will yep. come full circle again. It's happened yeah, with, with martial arts for forever, absolutely. yeah. Um, so. Let's talk a little bit more. We're on the, the topic of fighting anyway. So, um, obviously, you got back into what you were saying at about 18 or 19 yeah, and had your yep. first fight in 2011. Now, yep. you had another break somewhere in there for a bit as well. Is that yeah, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, I did. So, um, I guess uh, I had about five fights um, consecutively pretty quickly over in about a space of a year. Um, Didn't lose and, one of those, did you? No, I did. I did. Oh, okay. So I got. I think I ramped up pretty quickly. So I um, managed to secure the first four wins, uh, first three wins, um, and then third win was by, by knockout in the first round. So we ended up rematching at a Fury show, and um, and we just had a pretty pretty straightforward back and forward fight. And I just got unanimous points. And um, I guess probably wasn't the most exciting fight from from memory as well too. But um, I actually fought on the same night as Israel Adesanya, so that was pretty cool. Yeah, that's always wow. a, an interesting memory. So like he fought on the same show that I fought on and was main eventing against um uh, a gentleman named Gary here in Adelaide and that was one of the best fights I've ever seen but yeah. not just like Gary's fight was incredible and he's just a just a well put together human being and his level of conditioning was exceptionally good and his just his fight style was exceptionally good I remember sparring with him and going fuck this I'm done I'm just going to yeah. go do accounting right. or something <laughs> yeah. so, um, back to the Institute oh, of Fitness yeah <laughs> they put, they put that green and white jumper back on again. <laughs> um, so yeah I remember just sparring with him and going this is, this is incredible but then I didn't expect much less considering he lost against Israel which is not necessarily no surprise knowing what Israel has done and accomplished this, this, today. This, this day, but he put up a hell of a fight, and to the point where like people were just undecided on who actually genuinely won that fight. And yeah, right. I actually probably will admit, as much as I love Izzy, and I've always said he's like the supreme fighter, and he's the he, he's the god of the eight limbs in that sort of sense, um, and now in MMA as well too. But I just thought Gary genuinely won that fight. Yeah, and I was a bit sort of on the and I look. I might be pushing a couple of buttons here. I don't know. Maybe. Sorry. If everyone, I just lost 8,000 fans. No, I'm joking. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But no, like I genuinely thought Gary did exceptionally well. And then they rematched. And then, you know, Izzy just turned it up in the third round and, and just really just, just sealed the deal. So I was like, unreal. Um, And then he fought a couple of other guys here in South Australia, a few times over as well too. Um, He fought a gentleman from Steve Behan and, um, you know, did exceptionally well. And, 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 uh, and yeah, just it was it was exciting the fact that I've I've shared the uh, I, I guess the arena with him at some stage, and, yeah, and I'm like, that's sure, pretty cool dude. on the resume. You know, yeah, man. One of my worst fights was the same card as his on as well too. So and then after that, I fought for a uh, state title at a local show here in Elizabeth Playford City Civic Center, and um, lost. Got cocky. Got uh, I guess like, arrogant. I was like, oh, I won my first four fights. Yeah. I don't know. you were on that winning hard. streak, bro. Yeah, yeah, I was just maintaining the high, and I just. Yeah. I guess that's where it comes down to a little bit more like, you know, you just got to really reset after every fight and you just really got to recalibrate exactly where you did go wrong. Even if you won, there's always things you can relearn. Yeah, absolutely. Like, or, or I guess specialize. And, and I think one of my, I, my trainer always used to say, don't don't fear the guy has done 10,000 kicks, but the, the same kick 10,000 times. And mm. that's just that repetitious training. And that's just what made that me... muscle of, memory. Yeah, yeah, it just made me a click and just say, all right, I really need to hone in on some of these things that I was weaker at. And things like even like the clinching, if I can be a better defense against the clinch, I don't have to actually engage in the clinch yeah, anymore. Yeah. And that's just something I just did. So like you know things yeah. like that kind of specialised Then um, uh, obviously some unfortunate life happened. Yeah. Um, not uh, sort of in the mid mid 2013, and I did take about a year and a bit off um, with with just some, just some life stuff, I guess. Um, And I ended up coming back um, and fighting in a four-man elimination. I was actually a backup um, fighter for somebody who ended up getting injured. And I was like, I think it was 86 or 85 kilos or something ridiculous. And I had to be like under 73 in four weeks' time. And I don't know how I did it. But managed to get to the position where I trained exceptionally well. Cut all the way and just looked like an smoked abs- a whole bunch of crack. crack I was <laughs> gonna say, <I'm> like, my, <laughs> face <didn't> is, <laughs> my face was so gaunt. And um, I think I, I was running 10 every day. kilos in four weeks? It's more like 12 or 13. Fuck. I remember it being a lot more. Um, I remember being exceptionally difficult. And the funny thing was, is I weighed in at exactly 72.9, which is the best bit. Under 73, try and be as close as you can. And I think I walked back out in the ring at like 82 or something yeah. ridiculous, yeah, 82 and a, and a half. It was all just short on. of 10 kilos. Um, and I remember the other guy in the because we actually had to fight twice. Twice in the same night So, um, And I was fortunate enough to get the win in the first fight um, Over knockout in the second round You know, I got a couple of bumps and bruises on the shin and the ribs And felt a little bit tender But I felt good enough to get into the second round But unfortunately he also won by a second round knockout too So we were both pretty fit and, and ready to rock and roll in the second fight of the night 45 minutes later um, That's a fucking that's quick, a, quick yeah, turn yeah, That's, right. yeah, that's
0: some know. Know. UFC Like that's some royal, that's a royal shit, bro. rumble ship, Like yeah. They got people like yeah.
2: walking into the ring. Constantly. I think, right. I think the,
1: the best part was it was only forty five minutes, so you didn't really have enough time to sort of sit there and seize up and yeah. and let the swelling sort of you know, come yeah, out and okay. those sort of things. So you kind of go in hindsight, it's putting on a bad thing. Yeah. Um, but Cause it's
0: yeah. a couple of hours. You're like, I'm ready for fucking bed. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. The adrenaline's like, fucking.
1: Especially after not fighting for a year and then coming back into a second round knockout, um, you tend to find that there is a massive adrenaline dump straight away. And I just remember going like, just preserve yourself. Um, and of course you get a little bit excited. You go to the corner, you, you, know, let them wave that off and do their counts and that sort of stuff. And I just go, I remember just going, all right, I need to breathe. I need to go back, back. and I just need to keep walking around and just ice a few things and just keep maintaining a, a rhythm. Don't let yourself seize up. And, and a lot of times after a fight, you would normally seize up. You have a massive adrenaline crash and you tend to go on like, you know, I can just go and eat some snacks and yeah. just go straight to bed. Yeah. Or you kind of ride this wave of weird adrenaline high when you feel crap. At like three o'clock in the morning, you still kicking, going fuck. i will just play Call of Duty. Yeah, <laughs> you know, why not? No, 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 I don't, why not? <laughs> yeah, yeah, just turn it on and you know put the headset on and call it a day. But um, I remember just getting back out in the second round, and I I remember just the, the starting off real technical, and the first minute just bit of backwards and forwards, a couple of jabs, a couple of low kicks and checks, and then um, I think he got me with just a little cheeky elbow on the top of the head, didn't cut oh, me or okay. anything like that, and I just remember going all right, cool, and we just turned it on. From there, it just was like literally war for about another eight more minutes of the fight because it's three three minute rounds, which is you know, not too bad. But um yep. yeah, you kind of got the I remember just being at the end of there and we we're just so tired and we we're just like kind of looking at each other, semi-grappled, and we we're just like throwing elbow for elbow. Just and they were just skimming off our faces. Yeah, and, okay. and I remember after the fight, the bell went and we just looked at each other and we just kind of fell over and I'm like, mate, you all right? He's like, yeah. Are you all right? I'm like, oh my ribs fucked. I'm just I'm ready for I'm done. I'm yeah, And yeah. I remember having to be carried back out and we were both pretty I think he was actually in better condition um, and he gave me a good concussion in the second round. and We were just going backwards and forwards the entire night. Got the unanimous decision. And oh, um, got on you. Yeah, yeah I, I remember just being in the in the change rooms, going, "Fuck, how did I get here?" And then my auntie walks in. I'm like, "I live with you, don't I?" And she's like, "You do." And I'm like, "Shit." All right. Oh, that, yeah. That, that, that was a big a, fight. That's, a, <laughs> that's when you sort of know. Like, and that's, I guess, when you've done that a couple of times, which I have. Yeah. Um, I guess that's when you kind of go, um, like, all right, well, how much toll is it taking on, yeah. on the uh, brain and and I guess long term, I guess the mental side of, I guess concussion, the movie concussion flip me i just i've never looked at fighting the same way or even any other sort of contact Was oh, so that
0: an actual like i've not seen that is that so a documentary Will's, Will's or something Smith
1: does a movie called concussion but it's yep. based on um i think he's i think he's of south african um descendancy um but he was a like a doctor in the u.s and he does a lot of like nfl testing and brain damage from a lot of people sort of like you know committing like suicide or like murder suicide um with like family and friends and they just they tend to get a little bit sort of um you know just off the wagon so to speak and, and really just end up becoming extremely unstable yeah. and they all base it down from brain damage and I think yeah. he ended up like suing the NFL or something like that I can't remember I look honestly like I said I can't really remember much anyway yeah. Yeah. Um, but I remember just watching that movie and going these, some of these things that he was you know talking about even though it's from a movie decided to watch partial of the documentary side of it as well too and I'm going some of these things are really relative yeah, and I'm man. like okay you know maybe this thing is genuine. And I don't think I took as many hits as I probably, you know, dished out or alternatively some of the other guys do. And, and I know we are all built differently. I know I like, I didn't have the strongest draw on the planet. So I've copped a few and I've gone down, eaten some leather, got back up, managed to still win a fight or, yeah. or whatever. Um, so, yeah, and same with training. I've copped a fair few and, and kind of realised that um like even the after effects, you know, you get headaches and that sort of stuff. And like I said, I think earlier on tonight, um, migraines, like I'd never, never suffered from migraines ever. And then a year after hanging up the gloves, I, I was getting him like – Every month, and now if I sleep in, I think that's probably one of the better parts of having this job. If I sleep in, like any time after eight, I reckon I'm going to have a pretty much attention headache or some kind of really like migraine. I don't so know. So you're like, oversleeping, and that's causing a migraine. It normally would, yeah. Fuck. Like, yeah, so I just okay. I just naturally just get up. I don't care for the Sunday morning. I will just get up at seven and yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'd rather be I'd rather, I'd rather be tired be, uh, and fucking correct.
0: than not have a fucking correct, headache. Correct, correct. Yeah. And
1: sometimes it would really send me. I reckon I have probably went home maybe one or two times as well too. Going, this is like brutal and wearing sunnies inside like an absolute wash <laughs> But it's just. Like, it was only whatever I could do, and I was just, like, yeah. shoveling painkillers just to sort of try and get rid of it, and caffeine didn't work. Okay. I mean, my stimulant level, right. I guess, uh, resilience was pretty good, so I didn't have to pre workouts just basically lived off them for a while. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, But, yeah, just, um, yeah, migraines. It was one of those things, and, and that was one of those things they went into as well, saying, you know, that was a, a thing that you developed from, I guess, multiple concussions. Yep. So, yep. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of looked at those things and kind of, maybe it's not one of those forever things, and um, I was actually pretty – pretty happy at one point. They even offered me a, a shot at sort of like a world championship in Thailand. Yeah. And I remember getting halfway through the camp going, you know, just I'm not really into this and didn't really want to go out there and put it all on the line and, and sort of fail miserably and absolutely hate it sort of thing or whatever. And I just sort of said, maybe it's just not for me anymore. And yeah. just took a step back and, and I like train here and there and do things here and there and help some of the other boys. And then obviously the career changed anyway. So, and that, yeah. so it consumed pretty much 90% of my life after that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So, yeah, that's that, that in a that's nutshell, a really.
0: What's your, your record finish up at? Uh, I
1: think it was 15 fights, 13 wins, and I think it was like six inside the distance or something like that, you know, in the way of knockouts or a TKO and those sort of things. So, it was good. It's pretty fucking good. Yeah, yeah good man. record, good record. A couple no. of belts, you get to keep mm. them forever, which is fantastic. That's, yeah, that's awesome. cool. Yeah. But
0: back on what you were saying, I think this is important. It's something that's um, like Rogan talks about all the time, about for him personally, about as soon as you feel yourself... With your heart, not one thousand percent in Correct. it, hang the fucking gloves Correct. up yeah. because it's those fights that you take when you're not a hundred percent certain, where you get your fucking block knocked off and yeah. it, it probably possibly is life altering. Yep. Yep. Um. Yeah. And you know you, you really stand because you're not you're not engaged. You're not engaged with the whole thing, and that's not, the time where you're if, gonna end up. If you're not a
1: hundred percent in, just stay out. Yeah. It's, it's nothing against you as a person. Ira would always cop messages and people saying, "When are you fighting next? When are you fighting next?" and and It wasn't frustrating from, I guess, the outside perspective because I really wanted to fight again to an an extent but just didn't really want to commit to it at the same time um i just think i liked the idea of just entertaining for my friends and family yeah they really course. enjoyed and got into it as well too and i reckon i'd copped a bit from them saying you need to fight again blah 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 and i'm just like i'm not into it and eventually they all came around and go ah oh, look we understand you do what you need to do and yeah and that sort of stuff and they res- respect the decisions so but yeah i just wasn't really checking in even when i was in the training i was kind of like maybe just finishing up 15 minutes early
0: and i was and that's when you know it's
1: like that's, that's when a, i started like yeah. really going even my like runnings and like running in the morning i was dropping off from like five or six k to like four or three k and i was Kind of like, ah, I don't really feel like doing this right now. I just end up walking home or something like that. You were probably ready mentally for
2: like a whole new passion. You were like, all right, you know what? You've, you've had 15 16 yep. 17 fights i've got tons of wins i've learned so much yep. not only was it the concussion but your soul was like all right i'm ready to tackle yeah, something new yeah exactly like, no
1: you, you probably bang on there as well too and i think at that point in my job i was doing exceptionally well at fitness warehouse for a good five years uh and i was even looking at maybe even like a slight career path change where it might have been a little bit more flexible with time and that sort of thing and i sort of thought about maybe reapplying for the military but in a different position because i actually re-pl- uh, applied back in uh, i think it was 2010 and unfortunately got knocked back and that was kind that was kind of. like my whole life was building up to that and when that sort of fell through i was like all right i'll go do and continue the fighting side of it so let's you know maybe ramp that up because i just really enjoyed it um and just got addicted to that sort of thing so so
0: you you mentioned that um you applied for the military you told us before air that one of the reasons that your initial application got rejected because of bulge discs in your back and just your back being generally fucked
1: just a good average how did that go with kickboxing fine i was flexible and i was fit and i wasn't incommensin by you know a bit of extra body weight and that sort of thing so i always felt pretty good every now and then you do a weird thing where you go for a run and you roll an ankle and the kind of you know twinges up a little bit as well too just an odd movement but you sort of you know, Recover pounds back Pretty much Two or three days later But I was running lofty Like three times a week Just for yeah, you sake You were a of fucking of animal just for, just for fun I was yeah, like I just want to go Turn it up a notch yeah, yeah, just Basically yeah. how fast Can I do lofty Sort of thing yeah. um, Which was uh, yeah. I just Back when the pre-workout Was yeah. good <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Back when Jack 3D yeah. White lining baby <laughs> Oh white lining Was the best Before oh, that? <laughs> <What laughs> was that was bro? Black bombs And that was just Basically just this Gut wrenching flavour Of cherry dark cherry Cherry I remember That one bro And that was hardcore. I mean If you could scoop that and not gag you were you were pretty much an elite level human being <sighs> We, we, we abused it though. Oh, I look back you.
2: now and we were like six scoops did you really have to have six? Did you, yeah. have
1: to, did you need a scoop just to get to work? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Just to go to town. Go <laughs> How to about them <laughs>
0: scoops when you get back from town because you've got no <laughs> drugs left? <right? laughs> that's, that's when you know it's bad. Oh I need something to keep yeah. me going right you, now. You see a couple
1: of little, money little money bags pop out and everyone's <laughs> just got full of like flavoured work kind of like is that pineapple? Yeah. Pineapple Give me some of that. Give me some of that. Oh man, if I can get another tub of that shit I 100% reckon I'd go for a good run again. Yeah.
0: <laughs> what uh, a weird, good. like, black market. Like, yeah, I've got oh, all these man. stimulants. No, nah, I don't want any of that. You got I want any of that? I I it, all that
1: pineapple white lighting, I baby. If anyone ever went to the US, i would be like, you've got to make sure you bring about a couple of good pre workouts because what's over there on the shelf is worth next to nothing. You bring it back here, it's like 300 bucks a
0: tub. Yeah. yeah. It's
1: actually could be lucrative. Yeah. But it's always like prohibited this and banned yeah.
0: that. Well, scumbags. Yeah. Well, exactly apparently right. you can't put meth in no, yeah, well, a pre workout. Yeah. Well, not problem. anymore. You can't. No. No. Apparently that's a problem. <laughs> Um. Yeah, so uh, look, obviously you mentioned um, the, the break that you took off in, in about the 2013 yeah, time. Yeah. And, and, you know, one of the reasons I wanted to get you on is because um, you're a fucking great man. And I think that, you know, we've we've been close for a long time. And I think that your story and, and kind of the resilience and what's led you to where you are now in a fucking suit in front of me, <laughs> uh, looking dapper as hell, I think, you know, if you've listened to the podcast, obviously, you know that we're very big on, on that stuff. And, and um, you know, it's something where for me, I think that it's an important lesson to learn. We actually, um, uh, you know, try to really uh, drill down on those sort of scenarios that are, you know, different and, and yep. obscure for whatever reason, and yep. look at you know how we overcome shit because um, it's it's an absolutely uh, you know insane thing. The world is just fucking crazy, man. Yeah. And, oh, absolutely. Um, so yeah, look, I, I just I guess I wanted to to get your insight on on what it was like sort of getting yourself to where you're at now. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that if anyone talks you on the street or talks you on your job. You seem about as well put together as it could possibly be, but I'm sure it's not always been that no, fucking easy. No, no, and um definitely not. Yeah, so I just wanted to, I guess, get you to talk us through that and, yeah. and kind of what's got you to where you're at right now.
1: Yeah, yeah. I guess um, the, the break was a, a bit of a, a sort of on the spot thing and wasn't like anything planned, absolutely not. It was just a life thing, a bit of a life change. And unfortunately, as, as you probably remember, a partner of mine at the time um, had a bit of an unfortunate accident. Um, I just sort of left her in a, a pretty rough situation, life long term um, things that are just ailments that just won't really ever recover from. Unfortunately, and look, I hope she does at what some stage, you yeah. know, of course, of course, yeah. have a level of bounce back and a bit of a bit of actual life and some stability, and and obviously the family would be doing exceptionally well. But um, yeah, unfortunately, after uh, after a five year relationship, a bit of a car accident kind of threw a spanner in life, and um, and that was probably that was probably one of the harder battles I've definitely definitely had to sort of push through, I guess. And I think I think there was a, a little bit of a I guess your standard stigma about, you know, mental health not being like real or those sort of things back then. And you kind of like, oh I just wanna be your typical bloke and just kinda of push on and make sure Yeah bury you know, it. Yeah, yeah, bury it and, and you know let it surface later and handle it another time. You know,
0: typical male and um We don't I, even know it's gonna surface. You just you I, don't I think about, you know, myself as a young teenager or whatever and how like much I didn't understand about it and you know deal with previous partners and stuff that I've had that you know had gone through traumatic stuff in their own childhoods and my naivety to like what they were going through just being like fucking sort your shit kind of thing and then realising later in life that's not how that fucking works and it's not one of
1: those things that you can just kind of go like people just don't sort their shit out because you've asked them to sort their shit out absolutely Uh, you just can't like it's just sometimes you, you either physically can't emotionally can't mentally can't all of the above and I think at some stage I was just – I think we, we mentioned a few things. Like I, there, was a, there was a year there where I was trying my absolute hardest, I guess, to support as many people around me as well uh, at the same time while she kind of tried recovering. And, you know, there was a, a period where she was in a coma for like eight weeks straight and that was yeah. just hard on everyone. Like yeah. it was – I, I think what was ha- the most hardest part was the uncertainty was like um, I, I guess I – I hate to say it like the way it is, but somebody passes – you mourn and you always grieve, but you move on, sort of thing. Yeah, but yeah, it's that, closure, bro. Yeah, it's exactly yeah. right. It's a bit of closure because the, the, I guess, the final thing has happened and you just, you kind of have no choice. But it was eight weeks of like, what if, what if, what if, what if. Mm. And then, unlike the movies, you don't just wake up and go, oh, here I am again. It was like, you know, you know, without sort of getting all graphic, kind of put you back together a bit. And, you know, they wake up in a, in a, in a sense where it's just, they're just, open their eyes but they're not exactly 100% there they're just there yeah. with our eyes open and then it takes you know another two or three weeks for some basic bodily movements whether that's just the arm the foot um movement of the head and neck it doesn't mean that they're actually there either too and i remember just sitting in the Hampstead rehab center night after night after night just just kind of hoping and and just being there or just in case yeah. anything happens or needed or whatever yeah. um and as we know the medical system is kind of a bit rough and yeah you kind of just get left in a room and Good luck, um, yeah, all the best, yeah, sort of thing. So, yeah. and it's no, absolutely no discredit to the people and the staff members that were along the way because there was met some incredible nurses and hmm. and people and uh, and doctors and that sort of stuff. And um,
0: but they're kind of desensitized because they're seeing yeah. what you're going through. Fucking daily, every day daily. so it doesn't yeah, even exactly. register. And they them. have to. They have to. Of, of course, they, otherwise yeah, they, they like would that. fucking crumble yep, themselves. Absolutely. But
1: absolutely, and and some of them do. That's the that's the hard part. Is they do see, um, and I've seen you know nurses even crumble. You know, you just meet some really cool ones, and you, they just start tearing up, and they're just like, it's just hard some days. Yeah. And I'm like, mate, I, it's hard just for me today. In this yeah, three hours, you're doing eight imagine. to ten hours every day as a job, and and you're going to get your you know your absolute ball breaker people, just like any sort of customer service or clientele mm. sort of thing. Um, your families that are a bit you know high strung, on edge. No matter what you do, it's not good enough because somebody's not recovering. It's your fault, and you just never really get that um, satisfaction of just like I've, I've helped somebody in their life because you know you're probably getting attacked every other day for it instead. So um, I was trying my hardest to be just a, I think a good all round human being about that those sort of things. as yeah. sort of cool. Um, just because while well, also going through your own yeah, you know, yeah, well, yeah. yeah just I didn't envy them I didn't envy me either too and um, I just because I, I was like you know having to watch this day in day I couldn't do it so absolute highest level of admiration for anyone that does do that and still doesn't suffer from compassion fatigue yeah. or, or any yeah. of those things as well too who really just rides it and Grinds away and continues to just help and support and genuinely care about other people in their absolute worst and extremes. So, what's
0: funny, just kind of circling back to what we were talking, and I, I want to come back to yeah. this and, and get further into it, but the uh, my partner previously working in a nursing home for many yeah. years, and yeah. she was in the kitchen, so it wasn't anything to do. But obviously, they worked very closely with all of, of the staff. Oh, yeah. Of One of the yeah, things yeah. we talk about, and uh, it's weird that this kind of cross translates, but it's like she would witness a lot of the uh, older, twenty-year tenured staff yeah. who were just clearly didn't have it Check in them that. anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like we said with the fighting thing. Like if you're, you know, it's a different thing. But if yeah. your heart's not in it anymore probably time to look at yep. doing something else because yep. Yep. you are you know these people you're talking about these people with dementia or yep. whatever it may be who their entire yep. quality of life is dependent on your care factor yep. Yep. and if it's not there anymore and she right. used to get into run-ins with the you know the heads of the nursing departments or whatever all the Absolutely. time just being like you guys imagine. are fucking useless like, like, like you guys, guys don't give a shit yeah. like it's abusive almost yep. the way yep. you treat these fucking people which because I hope
1: people just don't end up in that situation and I, I hope that the industry doesn't churn people out because of those things mm. but I really hope that any anyway, out there that even from a nurse point of view if they're struggling stop, catch a breather like I know you got bills to pay and that sort of stuff and I get that and that's hard too Uh, Once
2: again that then comes back to the whole systematic thing that we were saying earlier the healthcare system is fundamentally not broken bro- but like it's just I guess it's broken yeah it broken right, it's like these nurses and these people should be able to have the opportunity yeah. that if they are feeling that compassion fatigue yeah. or they are feeling like that to go away for a week or two weeks three weeks four weeks whatever yeah. and know that they've got a job to come back to and, or at least yeah, get absolutely. some kind of support but it just doesn't or get moved happen.
0: on to light duties where yep. you're not on the yeah, front line yeah, go yeah. do some fucking admin work Like that. all the people that I've spoken to I've never never spoken to I've got a lot of friends that are all the way from doctors you know to nurses and I've never had one of them and be like, oh yeah, like it's all just so cruisy. Like I've never, yeah, nah. oh, I've only ever worked 38 nah. hours. Yeah, so, you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Every single one of them are like, yeah. why did I do? All th- oh, my, yeah. you know, A lot of them are like, I love for it. But sure, a lot yeah. of them are like, I, yeah. I, I, I knew that I would be in for this, but I, I fuck me, dude. Some of the other things. Yeah. And yeah. and that comes from, you know, I guess if, if it was a, a situation where, you know, they did do that, a lot of them probably yeah. would maintain that passion for even I'd longer. No, exactly but when right. you're just getting fucking ground right. to yeah. the bone. Yeah by whether it's the corporatocracy of all of these fucking um, places or whatever. But anyway, we're getting yeah. off topic. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so off, air, off air, we were saying basically like when you were going through this period,
2: mm, you, you were like, you had a, it was it, like a year or something where yeah. you felt uh, disconnected and oh, you felt detached and big time. all that kind of stuff. I, I kind How of did you then come back out, like
1: crawl yourself back yeah, out of it? That, yeah, that's like, actually, um, that's a probably a question I can't physically, fully, functionally answer. Okay. And I think it was just one of those things that um, – you know out of uh, i guess respect out of her i sort of at some point kind of had to start giving them and the family some space and i probably mm. had to go and um you know step away from the situation as um i guess so, so, so she came out of it for her own best interest because it wasn't like she was a, a fully um uh, equipped human being anymore it was just more so like unfortunately she had like maybe the mentality of or a mental state of you know anywhere between 8 10 12 13 um years of age but um yeah, that's not a, that that can't be a relationship. That, that can't. Yeah. So at some point in time, I just sort of said, okay, it's time to step away. And I think that's probably one of the more harder parts yeah, of the cause time. Yeah, because you're essentially dealing with like,
2: not only that, but like serious heartbreak as well. Yeah, It's actual yeah. like, you know that you don't get a choice
1: in this anymore. Yeah, it's, like, it's not like a discussion where you kind of have a, like a friendly, like, hey, look, it's been great. Um, thank you for the last five years. Yeah, We're just not on the same path anymore. It's kind of one of those ones is like, what happens if you do come back? Yeah. Or, and those sort of questions kind of run through your head as well too but, yeah. Um, yeah
0: which is really fucking tough man
1: yeah yeah look it definitely wasn't an easy one it was, like I said it's probably one of the harder things I've had to do in life I mean it's definitely definitely up there in top five anyway but um, yeah. it's not been an easy run but um, yeah I think just like she enjoyed the fighting I definitely enjoyed the fighting side of it and not necessarily just fighting but just being training and being fit and I think there was a level of because um, I felt like uh, I guess um during that entire stage, I think, where it was a bit cloudy and all sorts was going on, I felt very isolated. Mm. I wasn't talking to my family. I didn't have a lot of uh, close friends and the close friends that I did have at the time really didn't know how to, I guess, um, uh, I guess the best way to say this, approach me and, and handle me at, at, I guess, that age without that sort of experience or, you know, um, I guess people don't have the same level of empathy because they don't really understand and, and that, I think, is the best part is not a lot of people understand I think, what was going through my head or, like, my life at the time and, and didn't get to see or witness everything because I think that's a massive blessing in disguise. I would not honestly wish it on anybody in their entire lives. You know, people talk about, like, you know, cancer being extremely sort of, you know, hard to deal with and, you know, the loving and caring and support that you get. In, in some kind of ways, it's like, you know, you just you, – at the end of the day, you still feel very isolated. Um, you don't have – similarities to share with people you can't really bounce you know thoughts yeah, and yeah, feelings exactly. off people yeah. it was just this one unique situation that you personally just have to go through and that was that was hard and yeah. I, anyone that is doing that like it's actually just genuinely trying to just trench it every day rock up at work on time you know do things put up with everyday people that yeah. was one of the hard things is you know you know trying to work in a sales job trying to be um you know, caring and, and, you know, get engaged with a client and, and while everything is just sitting in the back of your head going –
2: where yeah. am I staying tonight? That feeling of like <laughs> wearing a mask.
1: Yeah. yeah. Genuinely just trying to be um, uh, just a normal. And I think that's where I sort of maybe got a bit cloudy and kind of can just see it from an outside point of view. Cause I think I just completely blacked it all out and, and um, and then trying to just work out what I'm doing. And, and as soon as I finished work, where do I go? I, don't, I didn't really have anywhere to stay at the time. Yeah. And I just had like, you know, I was basically couch surfing and staying with friends and, and other an extended family. And it's just, it was just a, it was just an all round pain in the ass. We, we were you know trying to build a home at the time and, obviously with the, with the job loss and, and just I guess, I guess the, the loss of sort of stable life and income. Um, and then I was like, okay, I've got to try and transfer that into something else and, and I don't want to lose a deposit or let it all go to waste. I will continue building and continue saving. And yeah. and I had my like, you know, hiccups and my, my roadblocks every now and then and where, you know, I take a bit of time off work. But then if I take a bit of time off work, I'd feel more like I was just laying in bed all day. And I think like work and, and fighting or training it definitely – um, created a level of stability. Yeah. Um, I think one of the cool things, and I, and I say cool words in like kind of loosely, was um, some of the other people I met along the way um, that did find me out, did seek me out and engage with me and, and sort of offer a bit of advice or help, or they went through something similar. Um, um, and which was like, you know, a year or so down the track when I kind of just started, you know, re engaging in the world sort of thing as a human being instead of this just drone level autopilot, just trying not to break down every day sort of yeah. thing. Um, well,
0: it's what, a very it's a very unique situation and it yeah. would be you know as much as it's not completely uncommon but it no. is still very uncommon was, to be in that scenario it was very uncommon at our age being in our early yeah, 20s exactly. straight yeah. out of school yeah, yeah, you know yeah.
1: massive group of friends slowly starting you know everyone's doing their own thing got works and then, and then this happens it's like oh shit like what do I do who do I talk you're in figuring out to? phase we yeah had a, oh, it, genuinely
0: we yeah. had a girl on the podcast uh, very early in the piece who uh, she had a skydiving accident yeah. Um, so yeah. she would have been. Well, it was a couple of years ago now. So she's maybe yeah twenty six or something yep. at the time. Um, in a coma for a long time, yep. and you know was able to come out of it with with pretty much all of her bearings. Yeah. Wow. Dealing with a lot of body stuff now in terms yep. of pain, physical and sides, whatever, because yeah. she broke fucking about everything, everything. that she possibly could. Um, but again, that uh, uh, one thing that I can really resonate with from her, uh, from what you were talking about, is that uh, that unknown yep. period, and you know you uh, try, you want to find out because you want to yep. know what's going on, but. That you yep. don't want to fucking pry and then everyone's Correct. always wondering whether you're about to yeah. get a phone call that it's not yeah. it's never yeah. going to come back and then oh, you know. absolutely
1: look, i was approached by even really close friends like later like even probably a year or two down the track <laughs> saying we're so sorry we probably handled it poorly on our end and you obviously look like everything's going normally for you now or or the higher level of, of normal can be um and we're just so sorry that we just really didn't know how to do that or, or yeah. engage with you and i'm like look it's it's not your fault. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Like, I'm yeah. glad you don't know. Yeah. Like I would hate the fact that this would be a common occurrence of people. Yeah, exactly. like, it would just be yeah. like, it, yeah, the mental stability of, of like, I guess a lot of people would just deteriorate instantly. And then just have a whole lot of people just hating everything. Yeah. Um, and I feel like maybe I was trying to still be a people pleaser on the other end and, and you know, just be, you know, um, and try and help the family and put everyone else first and, and that sort of stuff. And I guess I left myself out of the whole picture. And then when it all kind of disappeared, I just crashed and burned and, um, and and to sort of just piece myself back together there as well too, and that was that was tough. Like that yeah. was I don't like I said I don't wish that on anybody else at all ever. Um, and if you are like I said going through that sort of stuff, reach out. You can be more than me- happy to message me anytime you want to catch up for a coffee. If that's what you know stops um, a family member or a friend getting an unfortunate tragic phone call in the middle of the night or in the middle of the day or, or something just absolutely shit, then yeah, call yeah, that's it. Call me I like care. I don't mind. You wanna you wanna trade shit stories and over a cup of coffee you want to grab a pizza you want to play some cod whatever like i don't mind like i would rather you know just give you some help um or some support or just just a genuine you want to sit on the couch quietly i do it i don't yeah i don't mind
0: and that's so good man that look and that's that's exactly why you know it's a hard thing to talk about and Mm. i really appreciate you fucking bearing your soul with that man because you know and but this is why we yeah. have the podcast because we want to have those Unfortunately, yeah. yeah, unfortunate, stories, you, know, like I said, yeah, you know. We got on the podcast to tell her story. Absolutely. And again, her weird thing, of like her trying to like look at the video. I don't want to fucking watch you because she had a GoPro on. Yeah. And you yeah. know, so because what happened, she was about, uh, you know, perfect, everything was going fine. About thirty meters from the ground, the wind catches the the parachute, parachute in the wrong way, folds it itself, free falls, free yeah. falls. From it almost looked like meters. she got like
2: flung though. Yeah, yeah like, yeah, like the yeah, and yeah. it just kind of
0: like
1: semi-projectile and, and, and
0: yeah. yeah. And you know, she's in a situation now where she's just like, yeah, look at the video yeah. and whatever. Like you know, obviously you deal with fucking yeah. trauma in your own way. Um, but it's you know, it's crazy that in just a blink of an eye, man, things can World just can change, change. Oh, so like drastically. Was, was
1: just, even though it was just a, a freakish night, went out for dinner, got an extremely weird unfortunate call out of the blue and then it was basically rushed to hospital and and then you're kind of just in this position where you've got about 20 actual doctors and a neurosurgeon saying you might want to say your farewells because we don't think it's going to be a survival thing and it's just like what do you do like i could, could barely stand or walk or talk and um, I, was, I was out to friend, uh, dinner with friends at the time and um, who all just randomly rocked up at the hospital. And I think that, to me, and I, I hold some of those people so close to me um, to this day, even if I, don't, I haven't seen them for every year or two, um, I, Like if they ever said, hey, Steve, can you come give me a hand with something? I don't care how fucking far it is. Whatever it is you need, I will be there. Because I think, genuinely speaking, some of those people genuinely saved my life yeah. two or yeah. three yeah. times over. Yeah, um, yeah that's um, insane. So massive shout out to Daniel Edwards and uh, some of the guys at Rebel Sport when I was working with them at the time because they genuinely were lifesavers. At the time yeah, And that legends. whole store Was going through Some serious shit One after another There was some Tragic events there yeah. um, It just felt like We were in this Like you know This, this shit show uh, Of a life um, uh, All at once And I think Just having us all there And and having some Similarities and that Sort of stuff Just uh, I guess Helped us all In our own way As well too So it was, um, it was Probably fortunate timing And unfortunate timing For us all to sort of be in this one little small group, yeah. Um, yeah.
2: At least you had that community yeah. support. Like. Yeah,
1: You know, we had we had a young young fella. His um his dad passed away um, from cancer during that time, and and um you know one of, the, one of the ones that mum was having a rough time, and um just people all together. Uh, we had a, you know somebody unfortunately lose a baby during the time, or, or like a, you know, a pregnancy, um and and just those like things that just sort of brought us a little bit closer, and we just felt like a really small family. Yeah. Of of just sort of like a semi misfit sort of level. Yeah. Pack, um and we were just as Yeah, just doing our thing, trying to come to work, just trying to survive every day. So... Um, and it was just yeah like I said it was really unfortunate and good timing at the same time that we were yeah. just there in this in this one spot together and yeah. There were just some cool cats that I'll never forget, and um, that I should try and reach out to more often but uh, yeah but we can say that about everything you know oh. where
2: everyone's got those people that you're yeah. just like fuck I miss those I really, cups, really want to... it's yeah. been
0: three years but I really yeah. owe that guy a beer you know, I owe you, are you about three or four to yeah, be honest yeah we've <laughs> been fucking this is, like, this is one of the first times we've been able to catch a, actually uh, properly catch up even know, though we're doing a podcast and we've been wanting to um, for so long but you know I completely Understand that and, and get that man. It's hard, you know. There's still yeah. there's so many people in my life that I'm like fuck. The podcast has been amazing for yeah, that reason because yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been able to catch up. Like um, I don't know if you know Cody Bishop, but he, we had yeah. him on uh, last yeah. week. And again, it's a 25 year friend of mine. And like he he put a drum kit together for my little man. <laughs> but then him bringing the drum kit around was the first time I've seen him in five or six years. Wow. You know, and yeah, uh, wow. and then we were able to catch up for him coming on the podcast. So I was like, you know, I, I'm liking that this gives me a reason to be like yeah. come and do this thing, and yeah. then we get an opportunity to have a chat. Yeah, it's kind of cool because sort of. you
1: get a little bit of Of all these like really interesting people and interesting lives and and all these other things. So it's just you sort of get you get you find yourself tuning in, but then you kind of just get stuck and you're like, I push the keyboard away. I just want to watch this for the next hour, sort of. Yeah, thing. yeah. You know, lock yeah. the front door on the on the office and just get really engaged. And you kind of call, listen to all these cool stories and kind of go, There's just some cool cats out yeah, there." Yeah,
2: that's that honestly you, one of my favorite parts yeah. about doing this is talking to meeting new people one yeah. and hearing their stories,
0: man. Yeah. Like, oh because it's I, hard. Like uh, now that we don't go to HQ, <laughs> yeah. I don't mean fuck all new people. Yep. And that's been the cool thing about like, cause now yeah. we're actively hunting yep. new people. It's good to re-engage with old people, but it's also forcing us to then get, I'm trying to get outside my <laughs> friendship group as well yep. Yep. Um, and get some new people, which you don't, you don't realize no. that like now with um, my little man starting school, I know that you start to like make get, you become friends with other, other parents, kids, parents, yeah, but yeah. in that first five years of his life, not only are you home more because now you're a parent, yep. um, I've been in the same job for his whole time. So yep. a new job will also bring new friends. But yep. so I've been in the same job. I'm at home, you yep. know, it, you don't make new friends I'm no, not going to no, fucking. Not. whereas like you know back <laughs> in the day I'm off my fucking head in smokers area making 40 new friends <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. You, you cost you 600
1: bucks to buy everyone a new round too. yeah that's, that's yeah.
0: exactly right um, and I've smoked like nine durries because <laughs> you like have a durry and then you're like you know, oh, God, so anyway, I'm going to head inside and you walk two metres someone else met him half an hour, hour ago yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah it's just doing another yeah. fucking round so it, it is um, it's cool in that way man because yeah, it's hard you know as adults and I think we need it man. Like you yeah. need the fuck it's that's what I love about this podcast as well. Like you need to sort of love about podcasts in general. Because you can put yourself in that conversation with yep. them even though you're not having it. Absolutely. You know, you feel like you're privy to their feelings or their thoughts yep. or whatever. Whereas, like, you know, you don't get that from anything else. Nah, you don't get nah. that from watching mainstream TV. No, nah, exactly, yeah. um, exactly. Whereas right. this kind of, like, you know, you can really listen to something and, and feel something yeah. or, you know, feel that your thoughts are being provoked by yeah. whatever they're talking exactly. about. Absolutely. So
1: no, I just like the idea of just people just sort of getting together, connecting on a similar level and just really talking it out and that sort of stuff. Helping yeah. each other out or just, you know, just having a catch-up. Just simple something something simple. Sometimes it doesn't have to be on air. Like, yeah, we exactly. could do this not even on camera and just have a good time. So Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's probably something that definitely should be more often as well too yeah. just, just reconnecting yeah. with people especially the yeah. good ones um and if that you know helps a few bl- bl- blokes out and ladies out along the way then we could hell yeah it. man oh yeah so let's bring it into today then shall we yeah <laughs> you're
2: rolling the you're rolling around in the
1: blue suit yeah. you, you've sold some houses apparently blue <laughs> looks better than black um, <laughs> a common theme uh, but uh, i used to rock the black suit but everyone's gonna get the navy suits so yeah, uh, yeah. i do like the navy. So, the checkered pattern, so why not? A yeah, little, little not? bit out there. But, um, yeah, definitely a bit of a change-up. I guess when I was at the end of the fitness warehouse and the fighting had stopped, I was sort of looking at, and maybe trying to engage in um, – uh, like other sort of career paths and I was looking at things like the fireies and the police and the military and I really like the idea of service I just like the idea of service whether it's customer service client service or just general service yeah. altogether, or like a service serviceman or woman sort of thing role um, I think helping people was always something good whether that's just hey mate look what can I do you from a fitness point of view hey I'd love to lose some weight cool like what's the goal here I'm like oh I've just put on a bit of weight. My back hurts. Cool, man. In my opinion, you should get a rowing machine. It's going to be the best cardio piece you're going to get and it's low impact. So it yeah. shouldn't hurt your lower back. Really isolate that core. Get onto that. See him three months later. He's <laughs> lost 20 kilos. And he's like, bro, this is the best thing you've ever done. Thank He'll you for changing it. my yeah, life. Yeah, fuck yeah. Has, I just wish somebody had Told me or you know, and those are cool things, cool interactions. And I guess property was this weird, weird thing. I, I um was on a random Sunday. I shouldn't have even been at work, and I had this um uh, particular couple in who owned an agency in in the Salisbury region, and um it turned into the same conversation. What do I? What should I get? Hi, oh, look, I would try this. Um, they just like the way I service it, and about a two hour conversation of just yarning and then talking just general jargon about like life, fitness equipment. You know, health and well-being, work, mental health. Um, they were just like, "Hey, do you want to come in for a job interview?" I'm like, "No, nah, not interested in real estate at all. Not interested whatsoever." Oh, so they yeah. offered you the job? Yeah, they just said, "Come <laughs> in for, a, like a, uh, for like a like a catch-up." Up. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Um, and I went home and sort of had a bit of chat with the partner, and she's like, "Look, I think you'd be really good at it, and um, you can just talk shit for hours." And it's it's true, I can, I could just keep going and going. Yeah, this podcast you need, is already you proof you of need that. You yeah, need to be a salesperson. You need I to. I think long. you do. I, look, I think you need several other things. You definitely need a level of empathy. Not everyone's selling a house for a good reason. Yeah, um, exactly. You get probates, deceased estates, um, divorces, and and those sort of things, and they're never easy. And I think you definitely need a level of empathy, but you also need to have a you know a level of just like kind and caring and yeah, and, and, general, and general general assistance. Yeah. They're going to be first home buyers and downsizers and relocators. Somebody who's selling their family home at 40 years and there's a shit ton of memories and their entire family's grown up and moved on. It's this little big empty nest and. You know, I think selling homes just requires that, that uh, I guess, emotional connection to it as well too. And I, I always sort of get slowly emotionally connected to a lot of my like vendors and purchasers over time and, you know, kind of really try and barrack for certain people. And sometimes I miss out on houses and it kind of hurts me just yeah. as much as it hurts them as well too. Yeah. Um, but you, you'll see them at the next open home inspection. And I always said to a, you know, a dozen of those, guys, I'm like, I will find you something. Yeah. I will bring it to you and I, it will be the right one. And sure enough, I've, around over time it would happen. But um, yeah, I just, yeah, I don't know. I just decided that, yeah, why not? Uh, If it doesn't go as planned, I will then apply for the military again and go from there as well too. Um, And uh, look, it definitely went to plan on a level of like I really enjoyed – you know, working, and I don't mind if it's 12 hours a day, seven days a week. It, the, the work side of it's not a big deal for me. Like I could just get up, ADHD kicks in, and we just go, mm. and it just doesn't stop until I've just you know down to four pack of Red Bull and start getting exhausted. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And I just keep going, and it just it's just from an ethical point of view. And I think I think real estate's kind of a game of ethics as well too. Um. It's just you, you don't have to be the smartest person. You, like I mean, like, like I said, it, it literally can take you two weeks to do get your real estate license, and that's why I always say to people like, just be careful which agent you engage in. This is your yeah, largest okay. asset on the planet. Planet, yeah, before you exactly. give it to some yeah. uh person, male, or female, there, that's come from no sales history, no property history, doesn't really know what they're doing, that could cost you tens, twenty, thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars. And I've seen it happen, and it's yeah. unfortunate. Um, I've sold houses right next to houses that sold, you know, two or three weeks prior, and that was an identical copy over in Burton or or Parallawi or you know, Salisbury, and you end up selling it for forty thousand dollars difference. And they're like, How come you got so much? And I'm like, I can't really comment yeah. so it's just yeah. sometimes it comes down to an agent and um and those are the the particulars and the differences that you should really be uh, researching and I always say go get multiple quotes and just because somebody's referred you in doesn't make you the best agent for them Um, you know just because somebody has sold 150 properties that year doesn't mean again they're the best agent again um, it just really comes down to game of how hard you're willing to work do you get Rocky up on a a Sunday and do work on a Sunday and some agents don't and they still run an incredibly good well oiled machine Um, but some of them do and and they just get things done I like to I feel like if you're going to pay me thousands of dollars to, to look after your largest asset on the planet I feel like there is no sleep there is no rest until yeah, it's done exactly until yeah. it's done and it's unconditional and it's settled and everything's so good then you can go all right I can have a breather um you know I can go to the pub and have a beer and I don't feel so um I guess uh guilty, bad, guilty. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I feel yeah. like when I'm when I clock off a little bit um on, on somebody else's time so to speak I feel a bit guilty and yeah, yeah, I think yeah. that's probably one of the things that um I guess probably makes me a good agent yeah. but at the same time Really, just I, I think maybe wears me out a little bit, or I can deteriorate a little bit, or or things around me get affected. Family, friends, I don't have much of a social life anymore, and and they get it. They're like, ah, oh, can't can't invite him on a Saturday because he's got opens. Yeah. Can't invite him on a Sunday, and, you know, morning he's going to be doing callbacks and contracts and all that fun stuff. Maybe Sunday night, absolutely lock it in, sort of thing. So but I totally respect that grind, though, yeah. because I know where you're coming from, man.
2: Because. It's a Sunday morning where yeah. you you could just be having bacon and eggs and hanging out, correct? But instead, you've got that
1: success yep. mentality. Oh look, alive. I once I want to put the suit on, that's it. It's like it's okay, like engage. If I go home and I continue working, I don't take the suit off because I feel like it's even just a mental thing. If I chuck trackies on, I'm like, that's it. I just yeah. go flatline and I'm just laying in bed with uh, you know three slices of leftover pizza and I'm yep. I'm dust. That's yeah. it. Um,
0: but one the same of like, if I want to like do exercise or whatever, when I get home, like I'm like, I get home and smash it out before, like maybe I'll strip down out of something, but like I'm not having a shower or doing anything that's slightly slightly slow changing that thing because I need to keep going. Otherwise it's fucking game over.
1: A hundred percent. And, um, sometimes even going home kind of just starts making me go, oh, maybe I'll just go home and relax, but, and then maybe pump out a few emails. And sure enough, I go, oh, i just chuck the trackies on and then pump out a few emails, Chuck the trackies on, sit down. TikTok or Facebook yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. it's just this spiral yeah, it's you know, hit the one. ground running sort of thing and then yeah. it takes you a lot more to then get up and get out and go do that sort of stuff but I would just rather just smash it out in the office yeah. I think that's just where well, that's you that's what they're there for yeah exactly the environment right. really just isolate your time and your focus on those sort of things and, and just get whatever you need done um, straight away and if yeah. you get home at 9 o'clock so be it so how long have you been doing it for now? This just over two years yeah, I okay, think so, so um, but yeah jump. managed to I guess for the company I started with uh, managed to get a really lo- basically a lot of hands-on experience and um, I think that uh, that was a really good um, I guess thing it was a bit more of a I have to admit it was a bit more of a concentration camp and um, it was just basically it's like you, you, you grind or you or you don't and we don't particularly want you here sort yep. of thing it was a, it was very um. Cutthroat. Yeah, it was very cutthroat. And I think that particular uh, environment, um, I guess, kind of made me grind for the sake of... You know like I can do this I can do this I can do this When everyone kind of Doubted you yep. And oh, some of your yeah. abilities it's, fire, you oh, you it's just my competitive nature yeah. As well so yeah, It just exactly kicks right back in yeah. well. I was like well If you say I can't I've got to go do it Two times better yeah, now exactly. It's not like I just have to do it I've got to actually go yeah, And show and you that yeah. I've done it Now like, you're exactly mentally right. Fucking kicking their yeah, head exactly right. So yeah. and, um,
0: <laughs> Knowing in the back of your mind That if they fuck around You're ready to go as well Slash the cartons Yeah That's the power for garden That's the
1: norm Look what
0: happened Everyone but mine That's so weird yeah, that that happen. Yeah. Don't yeah. fuck with me again.
1: Yeah, jump on your roof and that sort of thing. All that fun stuff. So, um, Star drop. <laughs> yeah, and, drop. And, with
2: the, and with the pandemic coming in, we've seen a big pump in housing, haven't we?
1: Yeah, we've look, I, look I thought, um, cool, pandemic's here. Better get the resume up to scratch because it's going to be a dead industry yeah. and it's literally just done a full 180. Yep. And um, I guess, look, I, I refer to it as stock levels, but people and sellers or potential vendors are just not really ready to, to sort of hit the market because they don't really know... What's happening, or, or the the uncertainty gives them fear. But then when they're seeing um, Mr. and Mrs. Vendor up the road, who just sold their three bed one house ha- uh, one bath home in parallel for a hundred thousand dollars more than Mr. and Mrs. Vendor on the other side, um, only twelve months ago, they're like, okay, cool, this is this is really cool. Mm. But they also know deep down that um, you know it's it's probably a good time to sell, probably not the best time to then go and buy an upsize. If you're downsizing, absolutely go. Yeah. You're in Golden Grove and you're going to downshift to like a two bedroomer over in the you know western suburbs. You get nine. $1 million, 1.1 million for that. You downsize to four, four 500 yeah. over there. Wicked. You've capitalized Makes some money. Yeah, yeah, you make ten percent on the property you sold, you pay ten percent on the property you buy, but if that's sold for more than yeah. Yeah, the math works out in your pocket a bit yeah. of a difference. Exactly. If you're upsizing or you're getting into the market, I do feel sorry for not you. Not a good time. Jam. It's yeah. definitely not the best time, but I do feel sorry for you. But if you do need a just an update or a second opinion, don't hesitate to call. It's just, you know, it's just not – it doesn't mean you have to sell if somebody – an agent pops out and says, g'day, you don't have to sell. Yeah, no, you know, exactly. If someone brings you a buyer or an offer, you don't have to take it. It's yeah. just as simple as that. But it's always good to sort of get a bit of a health check on the old property. It's oh, yeah. Like I said, it's your biggest asset on the planet. It's just like your health insurance. You better have it sort of thing. Yeah, so, it's your castle, bro.
0: Exactly. When, exactly. We, when we caught up on the phone when we were trying to tee up this episode, I remember I was, we were talking about it and I was saying like, you know, for you, one of the things that you've had, especially when you were in that cutthroat, cutthroat situation, yeah. but you also realised and understood that, like, uh, that. Being as, as genuine and, um, you know, caring and, yeah. and empath- empathetic as possible has made a big difference for you as Absolutely. well because it's very easy to just become one of those, just, you know, you, you, yeah. need, you might need to be ruthless with your work ethic and whatever Absolutely. else, but you don't need to be ruthless with the clientele no, or whatever no, else, you these, know? These,
1: these are people, these are human beings and these, these people just aren't like, you know, farm animals and a lot of people would just go like, oh, that's, that's, you, you know, you, your client is just a you know a, a piece of me or something like that. I never look at a person like that. I want to get to know you first. I want to know what you're interested in, what your home goals, your next five to 10 years aspirations look like. What do you do for work? What do you do for hobbies? Like, what do you guys do together? Um, I really like to get to know them first and then be like, look, at the end of the day i want to service you as best i possibly can because i feel like once i commit to somebody and i really like i guess appreciate them and and, and as people and i get attached to them i feel like i really just ramp it up again for the uh, for these people and i've sold f- uh, homes for friends and family even this year and i've got an exceptional results and that part just makes me feel better it's yeah, not necessarily sure. about the money it's just that part to me just changing somebody's life um and i know Life isn't always about money. It's not. That's 100% yeah. evident. Um, sometimes it's just about having good people around you and having it just a good time and, and just sitting back and, and riding mm. life. Um, money also facilitates good times Look, too. It does. You know? It definitely oh. does. Like Money, money, you know, um, can can create forms of happiness. I mean, like some people, the old saying is, I'd rather cry my BMW than my, you know, my uh, Suzuki Swift. Yeah. No no, no offence to the Suzuki Swift. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're yeah, absolute yeah. Ain't, no, ain't no BMW. <laughs> you <know>? yeah, <laughs> ain't no BMW. So, um, I mean, and wiping tears, the $100 bills has always been a good one too. Yeah, but at yeah, the end yeah. of the day, like I would sometimes I could potentially trade it all in for some beers with the boys.
0: Yeah. Yeah, look, I think it's, you know, the important thing is balance, but I think the goal that you have in mind is to fucking hustle your absolute dick off to get yourself to a point that you're not, you don't want to be 65 before you're like, oh, beers with the boys and fucking half of them are dead or, you know, whatever.
1: And you're just in the same sort of spot as you were you trying know it's about
0: trying to be like okay yeah. if i do it for this period of time yeah. now where i'm at my fucking peak i'm at my <laughs> best i can work yeah. 15 hour days without fucking batting an eyelid, so that Correct. maybe when i'm 45 i'm working a fucking eight hour day and, and making way more than what yeah. i was and working 15. and
2: you can provide for your kids in the
1: future and Spot all that
2: on. kind of stuff Spot you know I, like.
1: I grew up probably not in the best sort of situation my, my parents were really young um probably inexperienced with, with life in themselves as well too i mean they were probably one of them was half my age when she had me so yeah, you know okay. that's um i'm 30 now 15, six, going on 16, having a you know a newborn is probably not best mistake she ever made, that, her words not mine, um, yeah. but she goes, but you know, I probably say, would have done that You're a kid And I wasn't probably the best kid either too I just, I think it was just very dysfunctional and I, I created um, dysfunctional habits and um, and uh, probably wasn't the most easiest going kid, even if I knew I was doing the wrong thing, I just yeah. kind of was like I'm just a kid, I can get away with it but that, that, that doesn't last forever and you know, so, um, but yeah, I think um, I would like to have a, I guess, a level of like functionality and stability as I Good get point. older. And if I decide to have a family, um, I would like to be, be able to provide absolutely everything for yeah, them. And if, yeah. that, if I've got to sacrifice a couple of hard slog uphill years, so be it. It's, a, it's a worthy sacrifice and that's yeah. fine. I, I see absolutely it as, as a fair trade in my opinion. Yeah, um, I agree, bro. And, and mm. look, education isn't like, education isn't always the most important thing. If they want to, you know, come out of school, and and do something you know genuinely good. You know, I just want to be a really good chef. Cool, man. As long as you're happy, I think mm. that's the most important part. As long as you're happy doing that, you want to be. Um, I wouldn't say just a chef because that's not not absolutely true at all. There are, there's some wicked chefs out there, but you want to be a wicked chef. I want you to be the best chef there ever is. I'll put you in the premium chef schools, or I'll make sure you've got the premium utensils, yeah. or you know you're in, in a, a premium environment. Or let's say hypothetically you have to leave that environment and you're just waiting for the perfect gig to come up in the perfect restaurant in your dream job. Cool, man. Whatever you need, And I just want to be that. Particular dad, or, or, or um, you know, someone like that, where I can actually support. Uh, my little human being down the track. Sure, make right. sure that they just get the best of the best. The so things that I didn't have, I guess, and yeah. I think sometimes that is definitely a drive. For and me. it's also
2: time too. You're working hard now because you know yeah. that when it when it when that time comes, yeah. you're gonna you're not gonna have to be working yeah. 15 hour days on a Sunday. No, no. because you you, exactly. you can go like, all right, I'm not working today It's my business. It's my this. We can hire off. someone else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To
0: exactly, do that. exactly right. right. Yeah, exactly
1: right. And have a bit of a team around you. And you know, hey guys, I need Saturday off. Kids got sports carnival. Wherever you want to take them and, and make sure it kicks ass at footy or whatever or going to drop the boy off at the uh, airport because he's making it to, you know, Canberra for, uh, you know, sapsars or sports running or whatever he mm. wants to do. Mm. Or she, who knows. Yeah. Um, hopefully he, but... Put that out to the universe. Right. Now uh, this right. <laughs> on a podcast, look, it's happening, right? <laughs> yeah. As long as they uh, don't get into combat sports. <laughs> I think I think that's probably going to be the hard you one. Wouldn't, you wouldn't want them to do that. Oh, look, I just don't think they need to go through that level of trauma. Uh, um, see,
2: I've always gone, like, uh, my kids are doing a martial art. Yeah. It was the best thing I ever did. Yeah. And, like... I mean, I don't know necessarily about fighting, Competing you know, 15, or anything like that. Yeah, 15 fights and getting five concussions, but... You yeah. know, at least getting the discipline Look, if, if and if the they want to go like, to a
1: structured sport that has that level of discipline, I'm all for it, 100%. And if they want to compete because they genuinely want to compete, not because I did or somebody else yeah, did or, yeah. or the peer pressure of doing it. I mean, I think I had a few fights just because of the peer pressure of doing it. Oh, true. Um, so I don't want them to have to do that. Like, yeah. that's just not necessary. Yeah. That's probably yeah. too far. I just want them to be able to do whatever they want to do. And I yeah. can just provide for them every step of the way. I don't want them to be spoiled little shits. But I want them to know that if they ever needed anything from me, I can just go, Cool man, what do you need? Yeah. Like, you know, you well, need you're,
0: you're gonna obviously, you know, you can you teach them the ethics as well. I think that's ethics. the thing. It's about yep. having the, the thing there to support them, but also yep. showing them the value of the hard oh, work and, just and ethics whatever and, else and, as well.
1: and, and substance and um, just general well-being like how to be a good person yeah i think that's probably break. something just uh you don't know, i'm just because i have a thousand dollars doesn't mean i'm going to give you a thousand dollars like yeah. there are ways about it you, you know what what are you going to do like how are you going to earn that sort of thousand dollars and and why do you need it yeah i think the why is also more important oh, too. yeah
0: and that's that's yeah. my whole thing man you know for me the the thing that i want to teach winston the most is is just that ethic man yeah. i have a fucking ruthless work ethic yeah. i mean i'm here on a fucking wednesday night i'll do gigs <laughs> i'll do stand-up gigs fucking two other
3: yeah, he can, absolutely.
0: You know, look after my family, work full time, and, and, yep. and make it all happen because that's the most important lesson. And the thing is, if you teach that, yeah. they're not going to ever become a kid that's no. like wanting to fucking leash off you because no. they're going to yeah. see like the, you know, I even, my dad uh, had an accident when he was young um, and ended up just finding any fucking possible way that he could hustle and worked his yeah. ass off as a man with a disability yeah. to give us more than what the disability pension yep, yep. would have meant. You know, oh, we absolutely. would have just been fucking. Absolutely Vegemite toast yeah. for every meal yeah, because yeah. mum needed to look after yeah. us and Microwave, he could work. Microwave, baked beans, whatever it took. Yeah, Absolutely. and he was told you're not allowed That's to work. That's still a staple and that's, the disability yeah, I love it the disability, ugh, the disability pension doesn't yeah, get fuck all no, especially nothing. for a fucking six foot five like that would eat the entire cupboard and if you, it wasn't yeah. fucking changed and, and both
2: Aaron and AJ and then yeah We're my both two brothers are, yeah. are
0: six foot four six foot three <laughs> respectively absolutely so you know I just watched my dad fucking Struggle? just turn it on my yeah. whole life just fine ways and yeah. um, it took me a while for it to kick into me absolutely. because I was too busy being a fucking loose cunt and just like <laughs> having fun but once it once, it, uh, especially uh, Erica falling pregnant, and yeah. as soon as that flicks, right. because when I, I was know. just responsible yeah. for myself, yeah. if I was fucking eating whatever or or eating beers for dinner, you know, <laughs> <eating> <laughs> then I didn't really give a shit. No, no, only no, me. Like I would pay my rent or wherever I was yeah. living, and you know, pay my few bills that I had, yeah. and then just barely fucking scrape by. And I didn't absolutely. really give a shit. You know, take sick days, whatever. And then now, you know, soon as I've had that kid and someone, I'm responsible for someone else. Yeah. yeah. The work ethic just went through the fucking absolutely. roof. Man. Well, it
1: kind of wears me out because sometimes I like to think I've got a pretty good work ethic and I kind of go, well, what happens when I do have kids? will that just get harder or mm. will do it like a reverse effect? I, don't, I just don't know. So yeah, you never know until yeah. you get there, Well, that's, it, that's Yeah, that's it. Let's I think
0: for you though, like <laughs> already having it now, with that in mind, yeah. hopefully you will go. And As long as you catch yourself, man. Yeah, it's like one I of those things where you watch it in every movie yeah. plot ever. And that's what I'm always fearful of as well. You know, I don't want to be, I never want it to get to that situation. Like if a job comes up, it could be the dream, you know, the biggest yeah. dream job of mine. But if I can see the writing on the wall that it's going to take, and so much in. of my time away. Yeah, yeah. Um, then, you know, I have to be Absolutely. conscious of that. Because Absolutely. for me as well, working from home and through the pandemic, I didn't realise how much I was actually struggling before it's working hard. five days a week from the city yep. with a newborn at home where the travel time is so much because I, I catch public transport because I couldn't afford you know, try to keep Erica for home for as long as we can. Yep. So Absolutely. got rid of the second car, yep. I'm walking to the train station and just doing Whatever those things to try and help yep. us. Yeah, so much but time I'm lost. having so much yeah. time not at home. And, like, my relationship with my son, like, you know, was impacted by yep. that because yep. he was absolute mama's boy because Absolutely. she's there all the time 24/7. and I'm not. Yeah. And then I come home because of the pandemic and I'm there for that first, like, three months where we're in full lockdown and me and him just fucking, the relationship just threw the roof. Yep. And yep. I was like, fuck. And, like, you know, again, it took something like that for me to go, like, I'm never, nothing's ever going to come at the cost of this yep. again now, yep. you know? Absolutely. Um, and I think that's, you know, you'll get to that point. You'll oh, see 100%. like, you know, you'll you'll miss a footy yeah. game or whatever it may be. And a crusher. Well, my partner just went through it. She started a new job and he was doing soccer and she had to miss about four of his little soccer yeah, things in a row and it fucking gutted oh, her because that was like her favourite time of the yeah, week. Yeah, absolutely. was going and watching him play soccer. So it's like, you've got to make those sacrifices yeah, sometimes, absolutely. but you don't want to be doing that forever. So, yeah, just yeah.
1: I always just picture the end game. Like how, how well do you want that end game to look to yourself? Yeah, sort of thing. exactly. You know, what position do you want to be in and that sort of thing as well too. And I just want to be in that comfortable position financially stable, you know, I don't have to worry about working or hustling too hard or yeah, you yeah. know cold calling somebody or door knocking yeah. somebody and go, yeah. Mate, I need business. Can I help you with anything sort of thing? Yeah. Uh,
0: I'll clean your gutters and then yeah, I,
1: <laughs> I will paint the walls and, and get whatever you need yeah. done and yeah, I definitely don't want to get in a position like that, but I definitely want to be able to just, you know, be able to take it back a, a notch and that sort of stuff yeah. and, and just really be there during their um, earlier stages, especially the, the fully developing stages, you know, really trying to develop emotional connections yeah. and, and those sort of stuff yeah. and start, start learning some really cool traits. And I, look, I, I hope I have a, a bunch of cool kids and, you know, and, and they're healthy more importantly, of course, as well too and just, yeah, uh, and, and that's one of the reasons why I think I I, I recently yeah. relocated because I just wanted a little bit more flexibility in my time and I just wanted to be in a real like um – I guess maybe a family-friendly environment who was more acceptable and, and that's yeah. why I started with LJ Hooker, property specialist recently. Yeah, that's recently. what I was just so, about, you fucking yeah. segue
0: yourself because I was about to be like, you've just started a new yeah, position. Yeah. So how did that come about? Tell us a little bit about um, that before we wrap that it was, all up. That was
1: just basically, it was a bit of a plot twist. So once upon a time, like my, my partner and I had some, like we, well, they were technically in her name, but we had, we were sort of looking after some investment properties and they both kind of went south, but, Um, in in ways that nobody else could control and um, we sort of, uh, you know, looked for some assistance and we bumped into a couple of property managers um, and uh, we ended up engaging with one from, at the time it was called Elger Hood Golden Grove Greenwith and we had two incredible property managers there. they were both like above board, just extremely good people, good human beings, efficient, like ethical the whole works and i couldn't fault them to a t um and it was just uh like uh, i always looked at them and go that would have been a cool place to work that would have been a cool place to work and then i landed at this other gig which i thought would also be a really cool place to work with some with some people that i kind of like on the outside kind of go well they're doing good things and and they seem to be doing really good numbers and and that just looks like a really high intense sort of environment where you know it was just always like go 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 and um and then sort of you know after a year a bit of that i was kind of like well you know, I guess the, the work side of it was kind of good, but I guess probably the, the ethics or the ethical side of it and probably the, um, I guess, the the morale and just those other th- things that, you know, really come and trickle down from the top. Yeah. Um, was I really appreciated with the time that I put in? Probably not. Um, did I enjoy it? Not as much as I wish I did. Yeah. Um, I think I was just thankful that I met some really cool people along the way, some cool vendors, cool purchasers, cool agents, cool staff members, and I think I really, really appreciated that at the end of the day. it's probably the best part I could take away from that. Yeah. Um, Sort of always maintain contact with those particular property managers, even though we'd sort of gotten rid of the investment properties and never had anything to do with them again. Um, not that you shouldn't not invest. Definitely look if it's definitely an option or you're thinking about it. Again, don't, don't hesitate to this ask. This man's never not on, is he? Uh, look at he's, this man. he's never <laughs> not on. <laughs> I want to it's, buy a house now. Uh, yeah. right? <laughs> it's, just, it's such a cool thing. And some people have a really shit experience. And I really just hope that I can make that experience better or, yeah. or help and assist. Even if you're just having struggles with buying or, or selling and, and the agent's probably not... You want some clarity. I'd be willing to have a discretional conversation. You already
0: gave me advice before you we went on air and I'm like waiting <laughs> yeah, to go home and talk yeah, to them. Start like, realestate.com. Oh, She's it's, like, I oh, don't give a fuck about it's, that. He's only going to cost this. a plan in place. So, so, yeah. Yeah. This it's is our next step. This is it. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah.
1: Um, yeah, no, I just, I think I just like giving good advice. I think yeah. that's pretty cool. And in turn, that'll just earn its own business. And the other day, says, if somebody says, hey man, what should I do with my life? I'm like, cool man, buy property. It's yeah. easy. Yeah. Um, just make sure you put some savings away. Get a good broker. That's rule number one. Make sure you insure everything you own because God forbid anything bad happens. Yep. Content yep. insurance on uh, investment properties is crucial because they don't cover floor coverings. So if they flood the house, you're screwed. Oh, um, so those sort of things, yeah, just small things that yeah. you know, I've learned the hard way through other people and, and just watched some pretty pretty tragic things. So I'm more than happy to help. Like, I'm more than happy to help. It's a, it's a very fiddly thing. Buying, investing, selling, and it's not something that no matter how much you look into in your own personal research, you'll never really understand. Yes, or it's not
2: experience.
1: Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah. just won't have a solid grip on what the hell is happening, yep. um, what the conveyances do, what the agent does, the steps behind the scenes that you don't even see. There's like 150 plus steps yep. just to get your property on the market. You know, like mm. those sort of things, things to worry about, um, and, and, and those sort of things that, you know, that just you want a second opinion or just want a quick chat, give me a call. Easy. So everyone's heard. Hit him up, LJ Hooker. Yeah, in Morrison Laces. Lakes is here so, yeah. on the main street. So sorry. how long you been
0: there for now? It's not. It's this sorry.
1: is only like just just over a month actually, and, yep. and it just came about because um, I I I had um, just the uh, I guess the ability to catch up with the director there, Michael Fenn, and he's just um, the, the easiest and probably best way I could say is he's just a genuine lad, um, and his thing is just you know we're just good people doing good things, yeah, and you cool. can't can you can't. You can't deny it. Like, you nah. generally can't. He is just a, a cool cat, a good man, just doing good things. And I, I think one of the most interesting f- uh, things about him in particular, and I and I, was, I sort of like to sit back and watch before I just, you know, like eggs in the basket and all cars on the tables, um, I just watched him sort of like reach out to, to myself and some of the other staff members that were new and coming from like maybe environments of, of a bit of toxicity as well too, that he would just check in and just say, hey, man, how are you going? How's everything going? Are you fitting yeah. in? Is, do you need anything? And I just just that alone was like, fuck. What do I say? I've yeah. had this a being a leader, bro. Yeah, like being a leader. you start different.
0: questioning it because it's You're so like, rare. You're like, what, it, what's, what yeah, do you what want? Is this? You're like, about oh. to sack me? I yeah. reckon.
1: I reckon I was probably going through. that like, and I'm like, why? Like, are you gonna? credit me do I have to pay you back sort of thing yeah <laughs> like the arse place yeah. is like if you needed a new computer screen yeah cool no next minute you're getting debited 400 bucks out of your, your commission you're like fucking hell the, the thing's like 80 years old like yeah. it's fucking like Commodore 64 and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's that's crazy it. it's cool. that's so, crazy so um, you know yeah it's just one of those things it's like I, I just yeah respect him as a human being um, and as a leader um, and yeah. the fact that you know I came from somewhere that's got like three agents versus now a property specialist where it has 16 agents and they're all high functioning human beings they're with a with a caliber that's you know just unquestionable and and second to none and they're all wicked people guys and girls across the board that are just all just genuinely good people and they're just good people doing good things and it really just resonates and I just like being a part of them even if it's just grabbing like some lunch you know that sort of stuff I never really had lunch breaks at the last gig because I just didn't worry about them because I was like I was there's nothing to do. I'll just, I'll just quickly have a quick bite and just continue working. I actually just like catching up with these guys and grabbing some bow sliders yeah, across the road, yeah. you know, it's, just, yeah. good. it's yeah, just good. was just good. a good work environment. It's oh, interesting how that work.
0: makes you like, you go, you go from a place there where there is this like ruthless work ethic and yep. whatever, and you feel like, oh, I've got to keep up with doing it. Yep. Then you go to a place that's, got a way better culture and a way yeah. better environment and you work harder yeah you because do. now you're like oh, i don't want to let this fucking oh, team it's like it's, like, yeah, it's like healthy
1: people, comp- competition but at the same time it's just like you feel driven because just these same people are driven too and they just want to you know at the end of the day everyone just wants to put food on the table and yeah. they're just like driven and the point where they're like i don't i'm not here to rip people off i'm not here to do you know, dodgy things i'm not here to be a million dollar agent or you know sell a hundred homes just to be number one on the on the planet or whatever it's just a hey man we just want to yeah, you know, we want to make sure we we help with people's home aspirations and help them relocate and just make that transition extremely smooth for them. Yeah, just like if I was selling a treadmill yeah. or, or doing something else, you know, it just it's just it's just such a rewarding experience. Um, and I wish I could help more people every day as well too yeah. doing that exact same thing and we need thing.
2: more of that in fucking every industry in oh America. every industry yeah, oh,
1: if I want to go get my car service down at old Toyota again I just want to be when I walk in there they're like mate what do you need yeah. Just, yeah, just want to get you know some oil checked I'm like cool do you need anything else like is there anything else we can do to help oh I don't know do you want to just check the wheel balance and beautiful like I'd love to have that experience every yeah, time Exactly. it's costing them nothing they mm-hmm. have a multi-billion dollar facility just sitting there why not just be like that? And they are, they're pretty yeah. good at off to I have to admit. Yeah. Well, that's
0: what I was just going to say when I recently went in and it was just like, it was just something small as like the guy was like, the, A, the customer service was amazing yeah. and he was like, oh, i see. here, we've got to do this and this and he's like, and maybe it was a fucking pull on my leg but he's like, oh, we'll do that for this much or whatever yeah. and it ended up yeah. being less than what I orig- originally got quoted Absolutely. and if I fucking remember that, I'm talking yeah. about it right now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, it would yeah, have yeah. been, Sense of the dollar yeah. for them, like that, nothing. But you, it, to you know, me, I'm like I remember that customer service experience. Yeah. And in the back, you had to be like,
1: I want to go back there, and I just want to see old mate Jim, the the, the mechanic again, because he was fucking cool. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. He was just a cool cat, just trying to do cool things for cool people, and. And I just like, I always remember that. I remember just being in Hawaii, just meeting some girl at a Sephora makeup shop with my partner. And we were just chatting to her. And she was just saying, Hey, look, I know you guys from Australia. That's pretty cool. That's awesome. What do you guys want to do? I'm like, oh, I just want to go look at cool things. Like, I, we don't drink or party. We just want to go, like, do some slicing. She, she's like, straight away, you got to go try this, try this, try this. She yeah. goes, I'm from the mainland. I'm not really from Hawaii. But when I came here, I did a whole bunch of things. And then I um, got really into it and really liked it. So go give these a try. And they were like 10 out of 10 experiences. Yeah. And I will just never forget her right. because yeah. of those things. Things. It yeah, was just like just the effort that they yeah, put into fucking give that. Human being Spot on basically. Just like, spot on And I was just like I just really enjoyed that And I, every time I get a good experience like that I even go I don't leave one star reviews on Google I just don't think that's yeah Even You've got nothing good to say no exactly yeah. right and they could have just been having a bad day yeah. and we just leave it at that but every time i have a really really good experience i'll go out of my way and chuck a five-star review up there oh yeah. and i'll I'm mention same, it several man. thousand times over just because it's something um, and I've, I've been called um, after leaving a review saying mate thanks so much we really really appreciate that yeah. um you know like i'm so happy you had a good experience i'm like no no thank you thank you for just providing such a good experience that like, I like to try new things all the time, but I'll come back to that Yeah, exactly, every six yeah. to 12 months. I'll come back to you because I just like the experience as well as the food or or whatever service you supply as well too. So, yeah, absolutely.
0: I've left one bad review ever. It was the Belgian Beer Cafe. It was about <laughs> oh, two no. years ago. We went there for lunch <laughs> on a Friday. <laughs> two fucking hours it took to bring our food out oh, and the that's, chips oh, were not that's that's even cooked. Ridiculous. That's Like, rough. the chips were white. Like, oh, white. No. And that is they just didn't give a fuck either. Like, yeah. they didn't... There was no, like... You know, if, if that happens and they're like... Yeah, if it's a genuine it reason so, like that, but it's nah, like dropped fun. it off. Like you can see as he was dropping yeah. it off, and then just fucked Didn't off care. straight away. And just like, no
1: sincerity at all. I just it. left. Like yeah.
0: we're already we'd ought a work lunch, so we'd already like gone so far over our yeah. time for lunch just to wait for our food. And then now you're get, back
1: at seven p.m. on a Friday night, just trying yeah. to you know make sure you you cash cashing in everything you needed to do and you're just like, fuck that idiot at the bar. Didn't yeah. deliver that. Yeah. So I put a
0: review and again, the thing that made me so mad is that they didn't reach out. Nothing. Nah. Yeah, not even know, a fucking yeah. mention just of not it. no acknowledgement I'm like, whatsoever. Fuckin'. And we've never been back. We yeah. were going there consistently for lunches every couple of weeks because they were cheap and whatever. Yep. So you, you do expect you get what Absolutely. you are for a cheap lunch. Absolutely. And a lot of them were what you expect but you don't expect two hours and yeah, fucking and raw fucking chips hour. getting yeah. delivered on your plate and then no follow up to and that whatsoever. And not so, like, Sorry,
1: we're under the pump. We're busy. Yeah. We're two, two cooks down or, yeah, or whatever it is.
0: Nothing. Just, just yeah, yeah that's what you get. Good luck. So. All the best. So, Should we get into the questions? I think
2: we get into the questions. Stephen, we whip out some questions every time we have a guest right. on.
0: And uh, <laughs> it's a good set of, uh, you know, it gets a good well-rounded finish well-rounded off to finish. an episode. Um, so fire, fire him right. up with, with question last, number one. Last
2: with number
1: one. What's your favourite song of all time? Shit. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I'm like a bit of a weirdo because I could go from Slipknot to Tiësto to Fuck Eminem yeah. to yeah, you know it's just a real combination. So
0: we, we always f- uh, follow that up by saying you can work with a top three if, right, if you can't right, really yeah, think can of one. Three, but then yeah. after you give us a top three, we're going to be like fucking pick one. Fuckin
1: pick yeah. One. All right. All right. I, I always go like before I forget. For a Slipknot, oh, that's yeah, just an, it's an absolute old school banger. Like we just, haven't had a Slipknot. That was my yet. first yeah. ever walkout fight song. Before I forget, so I just won't ever forget that one. Um, I then like... got CTE and forgot. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much, yeah. I forgot he walked out to it. Just yeah. like, got to remind myself well, there's a couple of songs that I actually don't remember. Yeah. And, um... <laughs> Oh, uh, Immortal Technique and Diabolic do one called Frontlines, and that that's an absolute fucking goer as well too. Actually, Immortal uh, Technique
0: that's yeah. a fucking yeah. day I haven't heard of for a yeah. while.
1: That's, um, yeah, just a bit of something a bit darker. Yeah, as his well shit's too. hard,
2: man. He slaps. Yeah, I love it. I yeah. can't get enough
1: of it. I mean, like if I ever need to get pumped up and go to the gym, I'll just chuck some of his on. Yeah. Or if I get real angry and just want to like you know use re- rezone that energy, um, and then I'll just chuck Tiesto, adagio for Strings, just oh. cause, just a just a real mellow out, no vocals, yeah. just leave me alone sort of thing. Just yeah. play that on repeat a few times over. There's there's half an hour done. Fuck so. yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I just, but I would probably say at the moment, if you asked me to listen to one of those, I'd probably put Frontlines on just because. Yeah, cool. That's just one there of those. Like right. There you go. All right. It's good.
0: funny that a Dudgeon for string because right? I fucking love that song. song. I've got about five remixes in the archives. <laughs> for that song, like <laughs> oh, a really absolutely. fucking hardcore one. But one time, I remember it distinctly. I was on Kangaroo Island. My family's from Ki, <laughs> and um, my uncle was sitting there watching some black and white war movie. And obviously that's a song, like the the tune of that is like an, old, like Do so there's know. like the saddest like war, like people dying and then you can just yeah. hear the, duh, 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 I'm like, that's <laughs> fucking <laughs> <DS, laughs> Tiesto. Yeah, no, I always remembered that. No, it's, um, it's, a,
1: it's a good song. And that's uh, one of those ones. It's like an odd one. of. Uh, look, I, this, is, this is crazy. I like Lana Del Rey. She's got some incredible bands. Oh yeah oh, got, yeah. oh mate, Gods and Monsters by hers. I don't know if you ever hear it or whatever, but it just, it just it's, a, it's a wicked tune. Got just some love. pipes. Yeah, video game. Yeah, I love her. favorite by her. Yeah, she's That's she's, she's wicked. I, I, yeah. I don't know why. Just, I'm just a, like I could listen to almost anything. Yeah, um, yeah. Maybe not the so most drum and bass. I don't know. It's something a little bit a little bit too repetitive. It's funny. I was
0: them. actually listening to something, but I'm not massive. on it obviously, no. Pendulum, you would have liked. Yeah, pendulum. yeah. yeah. Oh, pendulum. yeah. pendulum. they're like a weird. But like I was just. Have uh, you ever listened to Netsky? Netsky, no. however the fuck you no, say It's like did. a British guy. But there's like two songs. And the funny thing was, I was playing it in the car, and then Winston really liked one of them. And <laughs> we were home like a week later And he's like Oh dad I'll, That song And then started doing the tune of it And he did it pretty poorly But I still f- I'm like that's the song And then yeah, I played yeah, it on yeah. the TV yeah, today, yeah. Like to Erica And I'm like Fuck yeah Kid's got an ear for it already yeah, but, Good, um, good, but, good. Yeah. It's going to be a yeah. musician Alright okay, question yeah. number two whack, whack it to him Fuck <laughs> <laughs> I do this every time Alright do you want me to give it to him Yeah go on Because I've all forgotten
2: right. again right. Who's your favourite comedian That doesn't necessarily have to be stand up it would also be a comedic actor as well
3: <laughs>
1: Shit can't say I watch heaps of comedy and if I did I would never remember their names, but I do like Dave Chappelle. Mm, yeah. I think he's just that there's an old level of old school comedy in there that um it's pretty harsh in a lot of ways, um, especially in, in this particular yeah, in, we
2: need that man. Yeah, I think life. so. Yeah. I think it's
1: just um it's just uh it's just like, well, that's life and he calls it as a season. Like yeah. it is what it is. Yeah. And I think he's it's there's there's substance to his comedy as well too, and that I appreciate. If you chucked um Carl Barron on it, yeah, great laugh. But there's no, there's no depth <laughs> There's nothing us. to yeah. it It's yeah. just like It's such face value And you kind of Get to be like Yeah okay um, And I saw What's his name With the shaggy hair And he used to date What's the name That um, kissed girls And liked it um, Oh
2: you're talking About uh, Russell Brand
1: Yeah Russell Brand I yeah. saw him live And that was um, And I know people Have actually said Mixed things That they saw him live And absolutely hated it And he kind of You just fell apart On stage But I actually saw that And that was actually Pretty funny, and especially when somebody was heckling in the crowd. Like he's just witness to it. Like I mean, just it was just a character, and I really, actually, yeah, I really He's enjoyed a pretty, that.
0: Good, pretty good, character. He's too. my main news source now. Yeah, he's um, he's, he's he, full
1: like spiritual now and oh, like with it and a handful of crystals all day, every day sort of thing.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, 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 but he, he's like there's no such thing as and uh, not to fucking get too conspiratorial because we um, but he, he's mm-hmm. about the only objective place that I can go to where he will explain both sides yep. of a story and yep. go uh, and then encourage people to give him feedback mm. and he'll yep. actually you know he say comment and then yep. he'll read comments and come Absolutely. back and discuss I see some of you are saying these things which I mean he's got over 4 million followers yep. How, what other person with 4 million followers cares about their comment yeah, section right, yeah, yeah, but right. he's so because he used to do remember the truths when he used to do the trues yeah, back yeah, in the day yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Um, but now he's like yeah just trying to be as down the middle yeah. which is not news anymore no, no. news always leans to one side and he's Absolutely. trying to be as down the middle as a Canada it's so refreshing to I listen like, to yeah. someone because
1: that's like myself people are like oh what do you think about COVID I'm like uh, try not to think about it too much yeah. yeah I don't really have an opinion on who gets vaxxed or who's not it's look if you're happy and you're healthy that's what should matter do whatever you me. want yeah. to if you don't yeah. want to get vaccinated don't you do yeah. cool easy yeah. I'm all for it. Yeah. yeah, I'm all for it. The Whatever fact that they
2: do. bury, like, genuine, like, have your vitamin D, exercise, yeah. get out in the sun, do this. Do the you know. bare
1: minimums from the just a standard yeah. health point of view.
2: but they bury that and they're yeah. like, get the backs. Get the backs. Just <laughs> fucking get the backs. Well, I had
0: a, I had a nurse message me today and she literally said that exact words. And I said to her, I said, we've talked about this on the podcast all the time about the whole, whenever you heard good health promoted throughout yeah, this entire correct. two year span? And when it, so, the, and the thing that, has annoyed me more than anything is that the dissenters, the people that are speaking up against that are constantly dubbed as brain dead fucking idiots. So when a nurse messages me and echoes the same thing that we've been saying... That's it It makes me happy because it's good to yeah. be vindicated yeah. because well, I'm yeah. not a medical professional absolutely. but to hear a medical professional echo the exact same things that I have it makes me go but it, then it makes me angry as well because yeah. I'm sick of this narrative of anyone who's cautious or concerned or wants to have a discussion it, about it is labeled. a fucking yeah, exactly. lunatic yeah. Yeah. Uh, and yet you know and that's the whole thing is that I, I don't we've always said this when yeah. we talk about these kind of things we don't want to be the, the crazy not, person screaming from not. the rooftop but we should be able to have an open for I think so,
1: one hundred percent. And I think I think there's a, there's a lot of like crowd that initially was like oh, I'm not getting vaccinated because I don't trust it. Blah blah blah. Cool, no worries. And a lot of them have then gone vaccinated, and then they've instantly just turned into like, oh, you may as well just go get vaccinated. I'm fine. I'm healthy. Look at me. Cool. I'm glad you're healthy, happy, and whatever. That's all fine as well. And there's just a big portion of people that are just like still not sure. yet. And I'm probably one of those people. I'm just yeah. still not one
0: hundred percent sure. Yeah, mm. we should have a
1: right to be uncertain. Yeah, think yeah, exactly. I think as as a standard human right, I'm allowed to question. What if and yeah. And well, and another why.
0: interesting thing that one of the nurses told me because um, she was telling me how she's uh, seven months pregnant, yep. on maternity leave already, so yep. she's not client facing anymore, Correct. and they're trying to push her to get it because yeah. of the deadlines of the company, and she's like. I'm not having it when yeah. I'm pregnant and Correct. I'm no longer there Like, Correct. and so then she's ended up having to fight for her employment sort yep. of thing yep. because, because she's really like, like if right. I have to get it when I'm back at work then alright so but right on. now why the fuck would I go and have it that's when right. I'm going to be at home Correct. and if I, any of the other businesses or whatever don't want me to walk yep. in there then I deal with that in myself but right now I'm not one of your employees it's that's on. a part so it's that level of like push into yeah. Yeah. people's I, lives I've always been
1: like a bit of advocate if you try and force me to do something I don't want to do, I'm probably going to resent the idea yep. a little bit more as well too. And I think that is probably just a common human behaviour as well. So yeah. it's not something like I just automatically go like, oh, I'm just going to resent that now and I'm just going to do everything I possibly can to stop doing that. Unless you genuinely provide substance and win me over, then I just don't see the point. Yeah. And that's the stuff. And if you keep going like trying to force it down my throat, I'm just going to go, look, I'm going to regurgitate all of this back up and I just don't want it.
0: Yeah. Well, the argument that I heard from someone that made me think about this stuff really a couple of years ago and they said where does that end where does yeah. this whole they might be able to sell you on the benefits yeah. of this right now yeah. which again they're not doing a great job of for me <laughs> no. personally and it's it, it seems a free like candy, a lot of not people- it? get vaccinated and
2: get a million dollars yeah but yeah,
0: yeah. at what point is it and the thing he says and, and again The idea of where we're at now sounded crazy to me. When someone said, oh, yeah, they're going to be trying to push everyone to the beginning, I was like, yeah, that seems a bit extreme and we're here now. And what he said is like, when does it become, no, you need to take this pill because you're being a little bit like crazy. You're saying some things that we don't agree with and now we're mandating that you need to have these stay on on the straight and narrow. People are going to hear me say that and be like, that's fucking outrageous. How is it that much further than where we're at right now well,
1: i kind of get a little bit interested in the idea of like um say 12 months ago i was like vaccine me quick I hope and get a vaccine I, I want to live a normal life but then you kind of go it hasn't really affected us too much and now you're kind of forcing this vaccine you can't kind of hear a couple of horror stories and you're not too sure if this is the right thing yeah. to do or not and you're like well hold on when was the last time we had a case sort of thing and I'm like yeah, do well, we yeah
2: really the case to death ratio is all out of whack man yeah. it's like it's like a 99.97 percent survival rate for our yeah. age group and it's just like oh, it's almost more risk getting yeah. the vaccine than there is getting the fucking virus. Exactly. i kind of like, well, what,
1: grandma and granddad, they can go get it if they need it because, you know, they're a high risk human yeah. being and you know, if they want to get it or more for it, I'll support them every step of the way and as, as long as they're happy and they become healthy um, yeah. or, or stabilised in, in and if anything it was to go a little bit pear-shaped and that sort of stuff um, and, yeah, like I'm in a high, unfortunately, I'm in a bit of a high sort of, Weird environment Where I'm dealing with Also tenants And, yeah. and elderly And that sort of stuff So yeah. I would Probably would kick myself If I ever um, You know Was to sort of Inhibit somebody's lifestyle By yeah. you know Contracting it And passing it on um, But I guess It's one of those things It's like You again, can't
2: but You can't live in a bubble No No spot on yeah.
1: Spot on It's just there. Sometimes it's just is what it is, and you can't do anything about it. You yeah, just, I just accept it for what it is. So
0: yeah, anyway. and it's you know it's always been a thing for me is just that this encroachment on our lives where we feel like we're just slowly losing control of every yeah. aspect of it. That should scare the fuck out of everyone. I, yeah, it does like more than bit. COVID. It should be yeah. like if you like everyone should have a right to yeah. autonomy. And the argument against it is like yeah, but if you want to live in this world, well, I don't want to. I, yeah. I don't want to that live in a world that where that's law a little. Bit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: bro like exactly. That, how many sci-fi ended, movies yeah. have their yeah.
0: like you know you look at 1984 the novel any of these sci-fi movies that we watch we're like wow wouldn't like to live in this dystopia and then we slowly see the things happening to us like there was a um, I forgot to send this to you but they literally in Utah they said oh we're bringing out a new uh, online ID And in the fine print, it said, like, we'll contain things like social credit score, yeah, which is what's happening in China. Yeah, Yeah. And we all go, oh, well, that will never happen to us because we're not in a communist country. Well, in America, that's a fucking democracy. And if they're releasing this ID that's going to contain social credit score, we're not that far away. But then at the same time, Um, you've
2: got places like Florida that are doing the complete opposite. They're saying, like, if a company, like, mandates the vaccine... It's illegal, like against yeah. state law, and the company gets sued by the state, which is bro, good. Like, which which is what
1: we fucking it's, need. It's almost yeah. like a level of freedom of speech, in there, and that, I think yeah. that's just again, it's one of those just bare things that
0: we should be entitled to. Do you know that we yeah. actually don't have? Um, and we'll we'll finish these questions yeah. quickly. We've yeah. got yeah. On a bit of a Here. tangent, back. <laughs> we, um, don't, no, we don't know. We don't have freedom of speech no. in our constitution. No. Our constitution is like, mar- know like that, basically yeah. like
2: old maritime English law. It's pathetic, bro. That's crazy. We basically have no rights in Australia. It's ridiculous.
0: And we've said this like for me, we really feel like guinea pigs for they want to do for the larger population Excellent. countries man yes. like it really does feel like they know that they can get away with more here because A we're way too relaxed B we're too small we don't have guns, um, we don't have guns anymore because what they <laughs> fucking did to get rid of those um, it's yeah it's yeah. insane to me man and I, it's, it's frustrating because and for me I kind of feel like I've had my yeah. tongue ripped out my yeah, Facebook yeah. gets deleted from existence when I speak <laughs> up against speak of- the concerns I had God. with the, the pandemic last year you know I wake up to it completely gone And now I'm hesitant every time I want to say something and I should have a right to speak up. If I'm not spitting hate speech or whatever, because when they promote the reason for censorship, it's always, oh, we're trying to stop hate speech and whatever. Me saying, this kind of seems a little bit strange and I'm a little bit concerned. That's not fucking hate speech. I should be able to speak up about something that's concerning yeah. me and, and and invite people to have an open discourse about Absolutely. it. If it turns into that and I start, like if I try to have an open conversation, yeah. then all of a sudden I'm being racist and bigoted <laughs> in the comment section. The yeah, then delete it. Absolutely. That's not what's Go happening. We're, no, we're, we're, we're no, discussing, yeah. you know, just general I, concerns. I do so. like
1: sitting on the fence the idea. Like I don't really like to push my like moral views and that sort of stuff. It's just never a healthy thing um, or political agendas and that sort of stuff. I like to sit on the fence and just see what, other people like to say hmm. and i don't I like you know maybe if someone brings up a really cool interesting point i might research it a little bit further or you know just ask a few people like what are your thoughts on that you know someone who's actually got you know some yeah. some creditation to to what they're, yeah. they're oozing out of their lips or whatever you know something yeah. like, you know something that's just got substance to it again um i like to be a little bit more like a switzerland and uh, i guess yeah. i guess both sides probably hate me for it but Whatever, I don't care. Just want to employ
0: some critical thinking yeah, and crit- not, yeah, and exactly not right. get,
1: like, too far down either Smile. rabbit hole. Huh? But yeah,
0: but we need more Switzerland. So that's the problem, yeah, right, man? We like we people do, are, do. like, you know... And, again, we, I try to operate as close to the middle of possible or yeah. at least, again, understand both yeah. sides. and. Yeah. and, yeah. and you know, of course, I I do lean just in one direction. Reason. Just pitch reason. Yeah, yeah exactly. I think
1: that's, that's, that's a lot of people are just unreasonable, and you pitch a bit of reason, and you consider crazy, and you don't. They're not even too sure which side you're batting for yet. Yeah, and you are just like, you're, like, just you know, like nah. you're literally just trying to defend somebody who's like, oh look, I'm not an anti vaxxer but I'm just not too sure about a vaccination that has been produced in the less than six months. They yeah. like, oh, oh, an yeah, and they're like, oh, fuck an anti-vaxer. and
0: then that's it, and oh. and that's what uh, that's what really I guess upsets me about where yeah. we're at at the moment yeah. because we need to be unified more than ever, absolutely, and yet this stuff is just dividing us straight down. Should all
1: just come together and fight
0: fuel crisis. I think that's the biggest. Oh bro, right. this dollar ninety $1. shit yeah. can fuck off. we were, oh, oh it it's expensive at l- the moment, is it? Yeah. Oh yeah, fuel card. Mr. Fuel card. Fuel card. Company yeah. car over here. Yeah, the, oh wow. Oh, oh. oh, freebies. Thought eh? I was doing well. Yeah. Fuel card just goes in. and Fills up a jerry can and just leaves it somewhere, just like just for someone to pick up. Yeah. He's got a couple of jerry cans at the back. Yeah. Absolutely uh, uh, Alright right, let's uh, look at the next one it, it does lead in It, it does, does lead, lead in, in. in. All right. I know this one What's um, one
1: conspiracy theory That you believe in? Fuck um, Look there's definitely aliens oh, fuck yeah, fuck. I think I look, it. It's definitely an age old thing I, yeah. the, the, I know it, the, the existence of the human being Is like a trillion to one Phenomena Like at the end of the day But there surely Has to be This This other pocket On billions of light years away That there is just life And it could be just An alternative reality to us where yeah. it's just a whole bunch of humanoid looking characters paying taxes and getting vaccinated like it's <laughs> it's, pro- <laughs> it's, it's probably just like this exact same sort of thing yeah. but like I just feel like there's there's got to be something a little bit more out well,
2: there 100% because there's that many planets even in our own galaxy yeah. that are in the Goldilocks zone which means they have the same conditions as yeah. Earth yeah. and then why wouldn't it if evolution, Absolutely. if it's been around as long as Earth has, why wouldn't it have grown yeah. characters like and, us? And like.
1: What if like some of these planets, especially things that are, you know, the ones that are getting, I couldn't name them obviously because you know it's not my forte, but the ones that are close to the sun, how do we know that a couple of billion years ago that they didn't have a life existence and now they're just big balls of fiery gas because they're too close and nothing can actually sustain that environment anymore except for those dumb lava crabs that just hang around volcanoes? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah, just yeah, a couple yeah. of dozen of those sort of things. Yeah, around.
2: but they could be intelligent. We don't know. Yeah, no right. yeah. They're just completely dumb. Yeah, yeah, who knows? It's who knows? Just a crab.
1: Um, that's so, a good one. Yeah, I don't know. I think that's just probably the the number one conspiracy theory I've probably had in the back of my head since I was like five years old. There's yeah. got to be aliens, yeah. Yeah. and um, if somebody finds them, cool. We'll- Come on down, welcome to the worry. party. Yeah. Well, we
0: could use an invasion right now, too. Yeah, oh, we could yeah I think we'll the whole vaccination something. thing will go. Out the oh yeah, come yeah. together pretty quickly. We would. Well, that, look, would. and that's yeah. I think that's uh, if you, if they were going to kind of keep it under wraps, that would be the reason because nothing's going to unify a uh, fucking if, human race like yeah. being something else that we've got to worry but about. Yeah.
1: They can come if they want, as long as they bring a car, a CC, and drive. We should be all right. Yeah, yeah exactly. Fuck exactly. yeah. I've been over to CC and drive. Yeah, for a while. It's been a while. This sober October is really fucked
0: up. Got him memorising about times that he's drinking. Oh, um, all right. Well, all right. Uh, Let's uh, hit him with the last
2: question. Go on. Hit right, with the last question. question. Um,
0: the final question is, would you rather fight, and you've got the experience here <laughs> yeah. as well, would you rather fight a horse-sized duck or a hundred duck-sized horses to the death? What's the easier fight?
1: I think the hundred ducks, or the du- hundred horse-sized ducks, yeah. I think it should be just, Soccer boots Just consistently <laughs>
0: Thank fuck Someone back on my team I, <laughs> I just
1: think A mega sized duck Is like I mean when You look at like ducks And you walk past them In the park And they start chasing you the missus Start screaming and running Right like, Imagine something That's probably Going to be about Four to five hundred kilos Just chasing after you And who probably Has a mighty peck on it Like yeah. Um, Thank you, yeah, Thank I, think, you. I, th- I think it'd be like Just <laughs> comparing them To just a whole bunch Of like You know Jack Russells I mean yeah. I'd probably survive A yeah. hundred little Jack Russells But just a good game of soccer So yeah. I mean that's Animal cruelty <laughs> yeah, yeah, Of course I'm yeah. so sorry yeah, it's yeah, These are alien The alien That are trying to invade you yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah No I think the, the hundred Would just be pretty All right You've got God. one in your
0: team Finally It'd be
1: like playing Call of Duty Zombies You just kind of run To like an open space Yeah
2: Just fire in a couple Get them into a fucking What do you call yeah, yeah, that's so fun. good. The way I think about it though is like if they're actually, this is why I always go the one d- uh, horse-sized duck, is because the muscle density, right? The muscle density of these little horses yeah. is still going to be fucking hectic. You might stop get, training. Yeah, and stop there's, And there's yeah, you might fight. You might yeah, but but also just because it's bigger, it's a duck. It's not going to have much. Go behind it. Let's be real. God it might I've seen kids get look, chased by ducks yeah, and I've be seen, fearful it for It might lives. be loud and aggressive, but I don't know. Yeah. I, I, they don't look like the most mobile Chris yeah. Roberts horse. They, like, look, they, I finally get someone buck, on my
0: side, and he's fucking having to try and justify But you do this every time. No. no, I agreed last week, because the, the argument that I've started to see, and it's kind of getting away from the essence of the question, which is what <laughs> is an easier fight? But my brother and our guest last week both yeah. said, well, I want that trophy of that big duck. It might be a hard fight. But I'm mounting that duck's head on the wall, and I I do agree with that. It's it's not as glorious, just Mm. fucking frog frog stuff. A bunch of little fucking duck-sized horses. So I do get from a from a glory perspective, I'm gonna I'm probably gonna try and take on that duck as well.
1: In saying that, yeah, I I kind of go like it's a bit bit more of a kill or be killed situation, so that kind of makes it a little bit more exciting. Go for the
0: Israel Adesan duck. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah,
1: yeah. I think, do you get weapons or you, you,
0: you Oh, we haven't, we've, we've actually... We're not even, we're wow, we haven't even thought about that. Oh, Maybe it's I mean a if, gladiator style I mean, thing where they if leave if a couple of spears you've just got a good size spear
1: and a, a machete, I think I'd take the big duck any day of yeah, the week. Yeah, but yeah. Um, if you go on bare hands, I wouldn't even know the first way to tackle a duck. I mean, you probably want to go for the legs, and you know, hopefully, you know, it becomes immobilized a little bit, and you can get on the back. It and wouldn't
0: have just because it's big. you it wouldn't have good legs. No, it have legs. Oh, they no. already have. But then again, how the much, legs. how muscly are those legs or carrying that weight of a duck? How much
1: though? bone is in that like, duck leg? It, it, yeah, I don't it's, know. it's We're really stretch. getting into. it. I, mean, really <laughs> I mean, the other question would be: How hard would it be to break a horse's leg? I mean, it'd be quite similar in size. And
2: but if people are that scared of, of a duck this size, right? Imagine a horse. Horses not, can be pretty aggressive. But I'm not scared of a duck that size. No, but yeah, kids but you are. You were just saying, oh, you, are, were just yeah. saying yeah. you know, you the Mrs. Scream and, and shit. Yeah yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, you know, people are, you know, somewhat frightened by ducks. <laughs> Imagine if it was a hundred and there were horses.
1: I don't know. There's something about ducks. maybe an eight foot pterodactyl looking duck. Yeah. yeah. Probably going a bit. <laughs> oh, okay, this is getting a bit prehistoric. I'm, that yeah. beak
0: is just like the, the size beak. of the fucking Starship Enterprise. That thing is yeah. fucking <laughs> massive. <laughs> All right, let's run. Oh, there barely go. Fucking two hours. That's good. I know. Thank you so much for no, coming on. It's no. been, this hour and 40 has fucking flown by. So yeah, no, um, it's been an it's absolute fucking a- pleasure. Obviously get down to fucking LJ Hooker. Yeah, if you, get down there. Uh, use Let the code Wormholes <laughs> the LJ Hooker store and uh, he'll, he'll yeah. buy us a carton of beer. That's what we've <laughs> just <laughs> agreed to on his behalf. yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Carton of beers, every referral. All right, excellent. <laughs> All right. Um, thank no, you so welcome. much. No, man. I appreciate
3: Take it. No, thank you. Thanks, man.